1: People to believe in me, and I want people to believe in me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about.
2: You mean you laid underneath it and tried to
1: put his tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it.
0: Seven o'clock came real early that next morning. Yeah, oh, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did
2: an awesome job. <laughs> it's all about food and you beer. Punch me in the junk, man. That thing was thick. The, the point is, from, just beat it like it's your dick.
1: I like to smell it <laughs> afterwards.
2: Are you being sarcastic? No. Right now? Yeah.
0: Bring your body armor. I ran in my jungle once on a ball valve on a kettle. That's a, a true
1: fake. happy ending
2: Hello everybody, welcome to the session I'm your host Justin Crosley With me today we've got uh, Jason J.P. Petros Tasty, Beardy, Bevo Everybody's here All present And a full studio again Full deal J.P.'s health is back in order I'm here it's, He's alive
4: healthy enough
0: right? I'm ready to be here At least he's yeah. here
2: Not sure if his health is in order, but he is here
0: Well, we'll, we'll find out
3: <laughs> It's December and he needs to wear Christmas shirts
0: Yep. Fuck yeah, I'm ready for it, dude. I'm ordering Christmas socks tomorrow, I swear to God. <laughs> you started
2: in November, actually, didn't you?
0: That's I did. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. I wore a Christmas shirt. Like late it was late November. It was after Thanksgiving. Okay. So you gotta give me that.
2: Yeah. Oh. Back in action. Christmas time is upon JP.
0: I'm ready for Christmas, dude. Let's go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's go we got a great show planned for you today. The Booth Brewing Company is in the studio with us, uh, okay. so I'm excited about that. They're a, a, a multinational uh, brewing company. They're from uh, oh. originally from Seoul, South Korea. And, originally from? Uh, oh. Yeah, oh. and now have, a, uh, now have a brewery in Eureka, California. Okay. Uh, so we're going to get to hear that uh, story from them and try some of their beer. Try one uh, right now. Oh yeah, you already got because we have it on tap here at the Hop Grenade. Yeah, yeah
4: several beers on tap.
2: Yeah, so you can come on down to the Hop Grenade tonight or in the next few days, and we'll probably have some of the booth beer on tap. That's why we moved the studio here to a bar so that you can <laughs> yes. come enjoy the beers. It's one good thing that, at least that we get to talk about. <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: uh, so come on down right. and do that. Uh, tonight's show is brought to you by the good folks over at More Beer, and they've been sponsoring this show since day zero. And More Beer wants to change your malt game with Viking Malt.
5: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: hailing from northern europe viking malt is a family-owned malt house since 1883 and it's the largest specialty malt producer in the world their base malts are malted from null varietals that do not contain the enzyme li- lipoxygenase oh, uh, which leads yeah. to trans 2 non in beer wow which is responsible for those stale cardboard flavors uh, so head on over to morebeer.com and brew with ingredients from the future
4: We've been rehearsing there, that yeah, since you've do, been uh, six
2: AP. weeks. I mean, yeah. come on.
4: <laughs> bring your own clothes on the books on tape. You're going to have to do that. I think. You're, yeah. You're, you're
2: good. Yeah. I think I finally got it right last week. So, <laughs> like I said, it's been six weeks.
4: Well, I
0: just emailed I'm uh, emailed uh, Olin earlier today. All right, time for a new live read. Uh-oh. Let's go. So,
2: okay. we're Just it. when I get it right. <laughs> yeah.
4: Have them send some harder-to-pronounce words.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, These
0: ones do contain the Lola 2 Deluxe Varietals. I
2: there you go. I mean, do our listeners even care, either? Oh. I know. I thought that they, they, they would like... They No, they do. Yeah, They're
0: for easy. sure. And I, I was like, I kind of want more chemical names in things. <laughs>
4: yeah. but Great. It makes you seem smarter when you use the chemical Right. Or dumber when I get well, it wrong. Get it real, <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it kind of works both
2: ways. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't like to expose to the audience how dumb I am, at least as as, as little as possible.
4: Especially that many <laughs> small audience. I bullshit people all the time. I guy on the bar. I, I probably bullshit him. You know, right, times. right. But you know, thousands of people at one time—that's tough. <laughs> Somebody's probably smarter than you. Oh man, always,
2: yeah. always. I got accused one time Uh-oh. of being smart, of being the smartest person in the room. <laughs> Jeez. I went and spoke at this podcast conference once. And, mm-hmm. and oh, the truth right. is when I go to conferences like that, uh, whether it be for beer or, or podcast or, or whatever it is. Uh, and I was invited to like participate in this one, I sat in, in a group session, mm-hmm. I actually tend to keep my mouth shut and I just listen a lot. Um, and then I'll just throw in a, a, a couple of things and, and a couple of days into it, this, uh, uh, it was like the wife of another podcaster, and she, she, it was more accusational. She kind of was like, yeah. watch, out. watch out for that guy over there because he's the smartest person in the room. He's just listening to everything that you guys do, and I was like, man, she doesn't know shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, you're trying not to throw up on her shit. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just,
4: I was just hung over. I thought those were wheels turning. You were just like your eyes rolling back <laughs> yeah. in your head. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Um, All right. Well, we we do have a great show planned for you today, like I said. Let me get through uh, just a few announcements uh, before we move on, and our announcements are brought to you today by Drake's Brewing Company. Go to drinkdrakes.com and check them out. And uh, if you get a chance to try it, look at their Bright Side Extra Brute IPA. Um, It's, uh, you know, this new Brute IPA style is kind of coming about. And I like the style quite a bit. It's a pale, dry, highly carbonated champagne esque beer, and um, they're really proud of it, and, and I think they should be. It's a great beer. Go over to drinkdrakes.com and check it out. You can find out where you can buy your own Extra Brute IPA. From and them.
4: it's in bottles. I think you had a picture of the bottle. So Yeah, it's in yeah. store shelves as well. Yep. So
2: it's in bottles. Guys that
4: drink at home can get it if you're in that, in their distribution area. You
2: know, I realized that since the fall of uh, my beloved Pale 31, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost exclusively drink Drakes right now. I mean, I drink oh. other beer when I'm here at the Hop Grenade, mm-hmm. but when I'm at the store, I'm const. I always have Drakes 1500 in my fridge. Uh, if I'm gonna have an IPA, I actually really enjoy Drakes IPA. And sometimes I don't <laughs> notice this for a while. I'm a creature of habit anyway. But then, uh, on occasion, I'll pay attention to myself, and I was like, "Wow." I almost exclude. If you were to look at my receipts, mm-hmm. Drake's would be really proud of me. <laughs> it's almost always a Drake's beer that ends up not in that my fridge. Not you're frame. not looking
4: at the other, What else is there? Like,
2: I oh, look. Like, I look every time.
4: I don't know. Like, oh, no, no, I'll get that Drake's
2: IPA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially that 1500. What I've yeah. discovered too, the problem with the 1500 is it's so damn easy drinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I'm through four of them before I even know it. So.
4: Should be sold in twelve packs. I
3: just accept whatever Matt Brendelson gives me, and now I just drink lager.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have been drinking that that Firestone lager a little bit too. That's a nice beer. Yeah, um, but no, they they lost my full loyalty.
5: <laughs> they still have
2: my loyalty, just not my complete and utter. Yeah. for sure. Uh, for, for sure. That, right. Which is what they difference. had for a while. Yeah. Um, now I think it belongs to Drake's. Uh, all right, so here's your announcements. Uh, I've been telling you we got some new shows here on the Brewing Network. Uh, we got Shine Runner Craft Marketing. For those of you beer professionals out there that want a little marketing advice and how to get your beer on the shelves and how to get it noticed, go check that out because uh, the host, Mark Colburn, is doing a great job. Uh, the Hop and Brew School podcast I've been promising you. Uh, I'm going to submit it to iTunes this week. I finally got all the logo and everything we needed done to actually put that up on the website. So uh, hopefully by the time you hear me on the air again, uh, you'll be able to download our Hop and Brew School podcast, which is uh, I'm really excited about. I think everybody's going to like it. It's all about hops, uh, everything from uh, from from growing them, uh, e- even the the research that goes into growing them to uh, to uh, using yeah. them uh, in your beer. Uh, That's great. Now, of course, you, you uh, for those of you uh, spirits drinkers, you might like that show Heads and Tails. Hey, You uh, might. <laughs> we got that. We got that here. Yeah. on By the I uh, tell someone, I I,
4: find, I run across people that are drinking, you know, whiskeys and stuff. Like, oh, have you heard of this podcast? Yeah, like no, I haven't heard of it. Like, I describe it to them, and they're like, "Wow, I got to check that out." Oh yeah. So I think, yeah, I just need to get the word out. Yeah. That's all. Thank Let's you. Sir. People are interested in the topic.
2: It's starting to get some legs. I actually looked at the download numbers the other day, and you guys are Damn. you're creeping up there. You're doing all right. We got into the double digits now. You got into the double digits. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Fifteen, sixteen. Something like <laughs> oh, that. solid double yeah. digits.
0: <laughs> are those emails accurate? Because we got the emails that came through like last month for the numbers. Are those just? Uh,
2: Oh, well, if it was recently,
0: then, yeah. then yes. Okay, because it was, like, yeah. from April... It was like uh, an email I got last week, but it was reporting from April. I was like, well, that's weird.
2: Uh, think, if were you, we on in April? No, if you look closer at the email, what it sh- when I run those reports, it gives you everything from the beginning of the year up until now. So there should have uh, been, okay, been, been a report for every single month. I know it's a
0: real boring question, but I had to yeah. ask you just then. Um, I think we're recording on the 14th of December. So yeah. anybody okay. listening live or up until then, you get a little fresh uh, aspect on what we're uh, aspecting.
2: Yeah. Right. yeah. Check out our new shows. I'm proud of what we're yeah. doing here at the what, BN. What's going on here? I've been letting you know our Spring Brews Festival, it's back. It's our 10th anniversary, and it's happening on March 30th, 2019. I know I'm giving you a lot of notice, but usually people yell at me because I don't give you notice. So I'm just giving you the save the date now, and uh, tickets will be on sale sometime in the beginning of the year. Uh, But just put it in your calendar. It's going to be a good one.
4: Yeah, It always is.
2: For those of you doing your Christmas shopping that also want to help out the Brewing Network without having to spend any extra of your hard-earned cash, do your Amazon shopping through the Brewing Network. Just click the Amazon link. It's on the left side navigation of our homepage. And those of you here in the uh, U.S. of A. can uh, just click on that and do your shopping as usual. You can even bookmark the link, and then every time you shop. um, It's just a great way to support the Brewing Network as you go on about your daily business. If you want a great magazine, you should uh, click on the BYO link on our left side navigation of, of, the, of the website. That's Brew Your Own Magazine. You can sign up for a subscription there, and we get a little commission out of that, too. And uh, that's another great way to support us. Or you can just go on over and subscribe and join the BN Army for as little as $2 a month. You're entered into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway, which is a chance to win $100 to spend over at our wonderful sponsor, More Beer. Plus, um, you, you support us on a monthly basis. And we thank thank all of you who've you been doing that for so long. An
4: enlightened person, if you get, get as much out of this that we get where you want to do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just remember all of those verbal tips that you give us they yeah. just don't go that far anymore we always exactly. just go wow I'm so glad we're <laughs> yeah, impacting you uh, yeah. there's been you yeah. taught me how to brew I opened a brewery because of you well, that's wonderful wow. yeah. uh, and if that free education was worth anything to you it's a you know just hit that donate button it's yeah. a great thing to do or uh, if you have started a brewery and 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 you uh, attribute some of your success to the brewing network consider becoming a sponsor and uh, then we can give back to you again by spreading the word about your wonderful brewery. Uh, And you can find all those links over on our uh, Brewing Network website of how to contact us to sponsor and everything else. All right. Sign up for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's a great way to get news about the BN and silly anecdotes and photos and all the things that we do over on our social medias. Send your feedback to feedback at com. And if you've got show ideas, you can send them over to Bevo. That's Bevo, B E E V O at com. And uh, believe it or not, she listens. Uh, so if you've got any great show ideas, you can send them over there, and we'll do our best to get your favorites uh, up on the air. <laughs>
0: She's giving you a stink eye right now.
2: because she doesn't listen? I think most people wouldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh, interesting.
0: She likes, she likes food so much, she's wearing a T-shirt that says fork on it. Uh-huh. You know, Tomorrow will be knife.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. plate. Yeah, um, yeah. It's probably surprised she didn't name her kid food. <laughs> yeah. A little food more. I love you, food. Food yeah. more. Food <laughs> more. Yeah, uh, or listed alphabetically, more food. More food. Are you here, more food? <laughs>
0: well, I mean, honestly, her middle name is Rosé, so I
2: right. feel like that's, that's at least. not
5: alphabetically.
2: Uh, yeah, usually you do last name first, so it is. On attendance. Yeah, you go oh, more okay, food. I see what you're yeah, you rarely do alphabetical names by the first name, Bebo. <laughs> anyway, that's how Bebo does it, though. I've been trying to educate her for years. <laughs> Uh, we no have a it. we have a Twitter game today.
0: We do have a Twitter game, J- J- Jason. Well, I uh,
2: <laughs> I did last week's Twitter game. Oh, you did? Uh, How'd that go? Uh, what was I, it? I thought it went okay. It was what should the Brewing Network buy Bevo for Christmas? And as you can imagine, we got some nice ideas. We had okay. to, we had to uh, censor some out, of course, uh, but we had some uh, some pretty funny ones in there. That's so.
0: a night. Nice, that's a good game. What uh, what was the winner?
2: I don't remember. The
3: winner <laughs> was a uh, Dyson Airblade. Oh, for, yeah. For doing her dishes. For doing her dishes. To dry oh. the dishes. Okay. Yeah. Is that a problem?
2: Uh, no, because, uh, well, real. a long time ago, she mentioned that she would. that's
3: what she would use one for. If she oh, oh, her
4: house. oh, wow. it's a deep cut. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's good.
2: It went over about as well as going over right
4: now, by
3: the way. <laughs> yeah, my opinion so. did not matter. I think Terrence
4: right. yeah. had the best one, but we decaled. Oh, all. that's right. Victoria's yeah. uh, up. Oh, Terrence was here. No, no he, he, he called in. He tweeted oh. in.
2: He tweeted yeah, like, in. He yeah. tweeted. All
4: right.
2: All right, tonight's Twitter game is brought to you by The Wine and Hop Shop. Go over to Wine and Hop wineandhop.com Most of their items ship within 24 hours and BN listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 25 pounds. Just enter BN shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart. And Madison, Wisconsin residents, order your homebrew supplies online at wineandhop.com and pick them up at Working Draft Beer Company. Located over on Wilson Street, right across from Central Park, they'll waive the shipping and give you half off your first beer. Go check them out at wineandhop.com. Up. Not bad. Um, yeah, That's a good deal. It a good deal. All right. What's our Twitter game today?
0: Well, uh, somewhere along the way, uh, Justin, the Venn diagram that is the beer world started overlapping a bit too much, I think, and beer styles start looking more and more like each other. Hmm. So let's kill one.
2: <laughs> <We should laughs> kill a beer style. <laughs> Which
0: beer style should we retire? Okay.
2: And why? Make it, make uh, it funny. Yeah, give us give us a reason. All right. I like it. All right. How about a little feedback?
0: Let's do a lot of feedback instead. let uh, feed- switch it up a little bit. <laughs> I see you're little and raise you a lot.
2: <laughs> Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Our good friend John takes care of our trademark. He can do the same for you or take care of your TTB filings for you. Uh, go see him at beerlawcenter.com. Uh, let's see. Uh, Josh writes in. Oh, I didn't look this up because things kind of went awry right before the show started. But, um I guess our last Russian River show, I'm assuming it's the last one we did.
5: He had
0: no date at all, so... He says the link to
2: the podcast appears to be faulty. It pulls up a three-hour blank podcast as if somebody recorded themselves for three hours accidentally with a microphone in their pocket.
0: So that's probably going to be um, an earlier show for three ad- hours.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Address this and let me know how I can listen to the original show from Josh. Um, well, first of all, Josh, my guess is that is a, a problem on your end. Otherwise, we would have been flooded with <laughs> emails uh, solely based on who the guest of that podcast was. Um, so sometimes you have to re-download things, uh, even un. Subscribe from our podcast and resubscribe occasionally. Um, I will, however, look into it for you. I'm just gonna uh, assume that I would, like I said, I'd have been flooded with emails about that one. Yeah, um, for sure. But I'll take a look, Josh. And thanks for bringing it to our attention. Uh, so now, now this one's interesting. I, th- I thought about not reading it, but uh, you know, I guess I will. And, and it's mostly because I don't have any background on the on the actual topic. But maybe you guys have heard a little bit about it. Mm. Uh, Rich wrote in, uh, apparently there's a bunch of, uh, I don't know, kind of media backlash or customer backlash surrounding Trillium Brewing Company. Oh, yes. You guys heard about this? Yeah. Mm. Um, this? Rich writes in that Trillium's regarded as one of the forerunners of the New England IPA. And he says they're currently facing a lot of backlash after a former employee exposed the company on Beer Advocate for underpaying their retail workers uh, by making them tipped employees. Uh, using the beer from the bottom. Oh, and also then using the beer from the bottom of their fermentation tanks for growler fills.
5: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, was a, it was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it goes the uh, Let's get rid of this stuff.
2: And allegedly pouring tequila straight into kegs from one of their tequila barrel-aged beers. Uh, he says there are also other accusations made in the post over on Beer Advocate, um, including overall mistreatment of the brewery staff.
4: Well, th- those beer things sound a lot like, a, like an agitated uh, employee that's mad about something else. And I think yeah, this, the, the pay structure. Those could be true. Those could not be true. I, I you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if a brewery added, you know, tequila to it. A beer to I, I guarantee you, pump if they did little it, they're not yeah. the only one.
0: But yeah. Uh, right, yeah. So the owner of Trillium, Mister Trillium, Trill, I guess I don't know whatever
6: his name, Mister yeah. uh, 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 like, um.
0: <laughs> responded to the guy's post like in a in a public you know setting, yeah. <laughs> and addressed every other issue except the tequila barrel one.
6: <laughs>
5: yeah. oh, <I> see. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of
0: glossed over. But like uh, you know, the accusation of the of using the kegs um, for growler fills that are kind of lower in the fermenter, he was like, well, that's just what we do, and then but we let them sit for longer to for all the troop to drop out, and it's like eh, okay, I guess. But the 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 accusation is that the reason between the the crowl or the the growlers and the can fills. There's a taste difference and there's a, um, a turbidity difference, regardless of how long they let it sit. So mm-hmm. the issue is don't. Th- what, what the guy's saying is don't go and buy growler fills. Buy from the cans if you're going to buy them because it's it's better beer.
2: Oh, I see.
4: No, I can a, see a practicality in brewing that would make all that make sense. Like for instance, say you're you're coming out of your fermenter into your bright tank, or maybe you're canning right off the bright tank, and you see that it's getting hazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, well, let's just stop. let just stop the run. Well, let it, it well. Make sure it's consumed fresh by letting it sit four more days. We'll crash it maybe. And then we'll serve it in, you know, in the tap room. We'll put it in, in the little growler fills out of it. Right, ah, the beer is perfectly clear. It's just as good as the other beer. It just took four or five more days for it to clear. Well, they're yeah. saying it's the, – this guy was saying that it's not. Well, he, and, he and did, apparently, I don't think he knows that it's not. It's probably, I'm, I'm saying I need – I like to cross-examine. He's saying this like the same day that like they –
0: well, I mean, I didn't interview him, so I don't know for well, sure. I'm just saying, but in, I'm in the post, they he let, just, let
4: the beer clear before it a, they poured. Before they
0: well, cleared. that's what the the owner of Trillium said. Yeah. But in in just kind of reading the back and forth on social about this stuff, it seems to corroborate the idea that has been circulating that the Crowler fills aren't as good as the can fills. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is, right. but, in theory, allegedly, why
3: their customers are used to drinking true. Well, right. What's that's the that's problem? A, I don't it's true beer with the name of the terrible. beer.
4: This is all a result of. Of employees having an attitude about this page structure that they're putting. Yeah, so
0: I guess they were paid eight bucks an hour, and then they got dropped to five dollars an hour tipped. Hmm. Um, and the brewers or the, the, the re- bar staff. This
2: said retail staff. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so the issue is: when was the last time you you went to a beer bar and bought a six pack of beer and tipped?
5: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't. Nobody does that. And so you're you're losing three bucks an hour. Uh, meanwhile, the company's growing and opening other places, and and you know what I mean. Like trillion yeah. beers aren't going for a pence, right? They're 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 going for a lot of money. So you reduce people's pay three bucks an hour, put them on tips, but you're they're in positions where they don't get tips.
3: When, when so, was the last time the keg washer who made minimum wage got tipped? Why are the bartenders who actually get tips potentially complaining? I mean,
0: That's a whole different issue. I've no.
3: If idea. You get, like,
4: <laughs> it's a whole different equation. Yeah. Like, I well, would ask, well, most of the places I go where the, that are really popular, when it's all said and done, whether the, the, the bartender is making $5 an hour, $8, or $10 an hour, that pales in comparison to what he's making in chips. Right. Yeah. And if some, it came in and said, well, instead of making $60 an hour, you're now you're making fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. like, okay.
2: Yeah, right. You know. All right. Well, because I didn't really have the time to do my own research on the topic and where Trillium stands, I'm not really going to speak to what they do. But I will go to the second part of his email, which asks some more general questions. Um, And that's where Rich says, uh, I know that this is just one brewery in hot water over this, but do you think it's indicative of uh, any larger trends in the industry as a whole, uh, as far as the pay for their employees is concerned? Um, And then he goes on to say that, uh, I guess... what he read was that Trillium's owner said they're just following an industry standard um, but they've remained conspicuously quiet over the shady brewing practice allegations yeah. again not my words this is from the emailer writing in um, he wants to know is there a larger conversation that needs to be had in our industry over any of this or is this an isolated instant uh, instance uh, well you know here's what I could say about that rich uh, if you if there is a larger conversation to be had I think it's happening in the US U.S. right now, and that is about what the minimum wage should be for employees. I think that, that, that it's really a broader conversation that doesn't have a whole lot to do with the brewing industry, at least as far as wages are concerned, but it does have some to do with the hospitality industry, uh, and that is, of course, uh, when, when, when there is a federal minimum wage uh, proposed. And and mostly we're actually seeing this battle happen in the states, and even in in counties in the states. I can give you a couple examples here in California. Um, you know, the the minimum wage debate is a is a pretty broad debate, and for a long time, uh, those in the hospitality industry, uh, restaurant owners, uh, bar owners, well, things like that, they've asked for a differentiation between what their federal or state minimum wage should be, as opposed to uh, those who are in the non-tipped industry, uh, you know, manufacturing industry. You know know all the people that you don't tip. Um, And and some states have made some exceptions for those. Colorado, for example, uh, has set um, uh, a different minimum wage for service industry employees than the rest of the industry. And what they require is that uh, when you count the wage that you give your employees plus tips, it has to at least be that of the federal mandated minimum wage. And there is a federal mandate. I think it's 750 or something like that. Um, so they allow, that only, of course, applies to uh, service industry workers. The state of Colorado then says if you're not in a tipped industry, you have to give their state uh, allocated minimum wage to your employees. So uh, it, should there be a larger discussion about that? Absolutely, and I think it's happening right now. Um, uh, you know, I can give you a little bit of my own experience, and that is that I I, I, I would like the, the staff here at the Hop Grenade to make as much as we can possibly afford to give them. Um, when you start to introduce really high minimum wages, uh, such as $15, I know that um, San Mateo, California, for example, is about to go to 15 $15 in January. Um, the margins on, on the restaurant and, and bar industry are pretty low. Uh, and when you start to reach that $15 an hour minimum wage, labor is always your most ex, uh, expensive cost in, in this industry. Um, you really cut into the minimal margins already. And, and there are businesses that will not be able to either compete uh, or sustain uh, when you get into those things. Um, so it's this is going to be going on for a while, it's this conversation. Around. It's uh, about what we do. In San
3: Mateo, the the government-assigned poverty line is six figures.
2: Yeah.
5: Like, it's out of <laughs> right. control.
2: Yeah. Uh, the cost of living in—and in, in and, and I I actually really believe that this conversation should be happening, even as it affects uh, the hop grenade, whether, whether we're here or in Colorado— or any place we open. I still think it should, it's a conversation that should happen. But uh, there's not really one great answer for it. Um, you know, Beardy brings up a good point. What about the keg washers at a brewery? And, of course, those aren't tipped employees. Right. And they're a higher minimum wage, whether that be uh, set by the state or federally, uh, certainly could go a long way to help out those individuals and their families. But they still all have to fit within what the market will bear. Yeah. Um, and at the same time as as a beer fan. You might uh, be offended by Trillium's practice. You might go on beer advocate and complain that what they've done is wrong. I would venture to say you'll also be some of the first people I hear from when the beers at the hop grenade cost ten dollars a pint instead of seven fifty. Sure. Uh because again, once the margin uh, gets reduced or and certainly sometimes reduced to nothing, where do you think that money's gonna come from to, to pay the higher minimum wage?
4: That's right. How that's how they make money. They make- you know, they buy it for one price, sell it for another. Right. Mm-hmm. If they make, you know, if you're making state gross with rent and all that kind of stuff, or not, not even uh, rent and all that, you're making three dollars a pint as a publican, yeah. and your servers are getting a dollar a pint. Well, he's got a nice little, he's got a pretty good business. He gets the twenty five percent of the take. <laughs>
5: right.
4: You're you're getting like at the very end, you know, if five percent comes out, you had a good year. Right.
3: Yeah, I, I have a hard time feeling sorry for a brewery uh, taproom server complaining about their income mm-hmm. because. Pretty much everybody I've talked to and places I've worked, the Taste Human people are making more than most of the people on the production floor. Yeah. So I will shed zero tears for anybody in front of House complaining. Yeah,
0: I mean, and and the, the production people, you know, part of the argument, which that this ex-employee made was that uh, it's the prestige of working for a, a, a brewery like Trillium where that goes on your resume. Like, I washed kegs for six months at Trillium. Now I'm going to, you know, they're using it as a ladder. Mm-hmm. So that's why the the pay is a little bit lower.
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But it, I mean, well, regardless, Trillium talked to these tenured employees, whom they lowered their hourly wage three bucks an hour, and they reinstated the hourly wage. So yeah. they clearly did someone dirty, and um,
5: hmm. because, okay, now because it's back up to what it's it used back to be? up to
0: what because, because this guy called them out, hmm. and they got a. T- I mean, if you Google just the word Trillium, yeah. there are tons of news articles <laughs> countrywide. On, on what's going on. So they're Well, getting...
2: I'll, go, I'll go take a look at, after the show, uh, because I'm curious how that went down. I guess I would just like to finish by saying, if you're concerned about minimum wage and you're concerned about what folks are, are being paid, uh, just remember that you're also part of the system as mm-hmm. a consumer. So uh, I, I, it's just it's always difficult to hear consumers complain about what staff might getting might be getting paid, but then also complain about the, the price that you might pay as a consumer as a result of everybody's wage rising in the U.S. And I'm not going to really advocate for either side of that, but it's an ongoing conversation, and make sure you're ready for um, the consequences of which way you vote on, on those types of things.
0: Yeah, well, That's why capitalism is bullshit, and we should just abolish it and go straight to communism. <laughs> Thank you, comrade, right. for saying yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Oh, hey, brother, we got a, a, an a eighth keg of I uh, PA, everybody come in for your rations.
2: <laughs> yeah. Here is Dolma for you. All right. Well, we got we got time for one more. And this one's I don't really understand this one. It's a bit strange. Uh, I'll read it anyway. I'll read it just as it's written. Um, <laughs> How much wood? <laughs> Hello all. Good couple of shows the past few weeks. Uh also thanks for the quick uploads of the shows. He says, referring to these, from, uh, quote, from the ground-up brew pub style stories recently. Mm-hmm. You know the, quote, being built with true grit-type shows, man. <laughs> it is heard in the BN airwaves. And as amazing as Push Eject is, not he nor any other sound guy can authentically replicate the tone of a person that has put in real blood, sweat, and tears okay. to get their dream to reality. And while a lot of us yearn to hear from the likes of Heineken or the Pathway of Selling Out, too, many, many, (laughs) many more of us just want to hear from folks that are doing what we want to do and be able to pay the bills. And that's from Kevin in Dixon. Uh, He's
0: saying you can't fake genuine
2: emotions like that. Mm. Well, in what I, context? He's, he's, what is he even talking he's about? He's thanking
4: us for having guys on that are just like him, wanting to start a brewery someday. And he he is? He loves yeah. hearing their, their success and okay. their, the the how they can feel their heart and souls in it. Yeah, it,
0: it, it the, the passion it, comes through, and, yeah. and oh. not even Push, yeah. who is a god at special yeah, effects, it, it, can, can manufacture that. It's just like I you see. can't have... Um, yeah. I don't know, St. So, Archer or what, or Golden Road or, you know, breweries who were built to sell yeah. instead of breweries who were built to sustain their family and their environment. So,
2: so he's not suggesting that we're not having those stories on in lieu of, of fake beer stories? No,
0: I think he's not suggesting that we have them on in lieu of not fake beer stories. Okay. Good but, job would have been so way, much easier. Yeah, so we're doing <laughs> it right saying. is what he's <laughs> saying. We're doing it right, but within the context of almost doing it wrong by interviewing the people who are doing it right.
1: Got it. <laughs> I <laughs> guess. Oh, yeah. right. yeah.
0: well, yeah. no, I'm confused. Too.
3: He's just yeah. making things up.
2: Yeah. I the guess. guy?
0: No, you, he's you. almost trying to make it up no. <laughs> by 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 being ironic about how it was made up, but with yeah. the genuine passion of someone who was made up.
4: Right. Okay, yeah, I mean he got in and of he appreciates the like, what, what passion. passion say there? I yes. see.
0: Right, ironically. Most well, ironically, as a matter of fact,
2: <laughs> he does go on to talk about our Twitter game last week, um, and he says, really, no live listeners doing the Twitter game were willing to give Bevo a month's rent at the trailer park or at least a Taco Bell gift card. I gotcha, girl, he says.
0: <laughs> um, See, what he means by that is not only were they not. Shut uh, up,
3: JP. I appreciate the Taco Bell gift card.
2: Not the
0: trailer park? I will now? eat it with both of my I forks. don't live in a trailer park. <laughs> no.
2: And then he did sign off as sent from my Bevo-approved double-sided BN Army device. So there you go, Bevo. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, that's all the feedback we have for you today, like it or not. At least it was an interesting one. Right. You know. Uh, Before we go to break, I want to remind you of our AHA member deal uh, happening through the end of December, which basically if you use promo code BN2018, that's BN2018, between now and the end of the year, for any new or renewal membership through the Brewing Network, you're going to receive a free copy of both Wild Brews and Farmhouse Ale. So two books. All you have to do is click on the AHA link on the left side navigation of the BrewingNetwork.com website and use coupon code BN2018 at checkout. And uh, it works for both renewals and um, uh, brand new memberships. Of course, uh, uh, AHA membership is is useful in a ton of other ways, too. Um, But uh, you're also going to get a couple of free books. So if you're looking for a gift idea or you just need to renew, click the AHA link on the Brewing Network Homepage.
0: Dude, do that. Get your free books and give them out as Christmas presents.
2: Oh, nice! Nicely Save yourself done. some money. I like that because I was thinking a lot of our listeners already even have those two yeah, books. But I know if I you already do, you can give them out as, as gifts.
4: Yeah, and if That's your, your, if your uh, membership's not expiring, you can just add on. You can just go ahead and you know, yeah. add on yeah. your membership.
2: There you go.
3: Did you know that back in '88 they had Kathy Ireland? Yeah. On a special issue of Zimmergy magazine, I did not. She was a home brewer, apparently. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did. She not was.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good. It's a good photo. Yeah. Uh,
3: it's a collector's yeah. item Justin. right
2: there.
5: Yeah. Well, she's worth three hundred
2: million.
0: Uh, she has her shorts pulled up on her navel. Maybe I have
5: seen this.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, I, well, I've seen <laughs> it yeah. I go back further than you. Guys. Kathy Ireland, <laughs> swimsuit model, actress, and home brewer, yeah. according to Zymergy magazine. Yeah. Interesting. Where's yeah. she now? Anyway, still alive.
0: I think she's living in Ireland, which is ironic.
2: That makes sense. Sure it's not, Kathy? While JP's looking that up for us, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. Uh, When we come back, as promised, we've got the Booth Brewing Company on the program. We're going to try their beer and learn all about their migration from Seoul, South Korea, to Eureka, California. Hang in there. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network.
6: Amendment.
1: Watch out!
6: Do you like beer?
1: They make beer. Watch out! Do
6: you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still
0: like to have a good time? The Twenty First Amendment.
1: Watch out!
0: The Twenty First Amendment in San Francisco, located at five six three Second Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring
4: Monk's Blood,
0: made with real monk. Watch out! Watch out!
1: and get the five-star treatment today. Hey motherfuckers, this is Doug from Fucking Society. You're listening to the session on the fucking Bruin Network. Fuck you. Yeah, welcome
2: back to the program. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. we got a great show planned for you, so stick with us. Also, if you're looking for a good deal, uh, go check out Brucewag. You can go to brewswag.com. And they're giving away a free Jaded Hydra wort Chiller from Jaded Brewing. They've reimagined what an immersion chiller can do. And with the Hydra Chiller, you can chill your wort down in just minutes. So go enter to win today over at brewswag.com and click on Win Free Swag. That's brewswag.com and click on Win Free Swag and check it all out. All right. Like I told you, we've got the Booth Brewing Company in studio. Uh, and on Skype, we've got a couple of you guys here. Here. Um, yeah, well, We're surrounded. we've got uh, we've got Young Lee in the studio with us. Welcome, Young. Hi, guys. And we've got Dave Franklin on Skype remotely. How are you, Dave?
6: What's up, am I'm,
2: I'm doing well. Good, good. Thanks for being with us, uh, both of you. Uh, we're excited to uh, talk to you all about your beer. Listeners, you can follow along if you want to. You can go to the brew, uh, theboothbrewing.com. Theboothbrewing.com. You can check out uh, awesome artwork on your labels, guys. You can go look at that on the website um, and find out all about the beers that we're going to be talking about today, too. Um, Okay, well, let's start with a little history here because uh, very interesting, especially for the American brew scene. Um, your first brewery was not in the U.S. at all, right? Right. Okay. Where's the first brewery?
7: So our company was founded in a uh, 2013 in South Korea, okay. and we started as a pizza beer spot. So one pizza, one beer, and our founders wanted to make a booth where people just come and you know gather, you know, whether different backgrounds and you know. Eat, doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. Okay, and you come here and you know eat pizza and drink beer. Got it. And back then we didn't even make our own pizza, so we would uh, re- we reached out to a famous pizza maker and we got the dough from them. Nice. Um, so we just have had one oven and we had just uh, cheese pizza and pepperoni pizza. Okay. And uh, we reached out to a famous home brewer uh, back then in Korea and asked asked him to you know make a beer for us. Got so, it. So uh, you know that's how we started and. You know, soon after, uh, that picked up in the market, and we opened up to seven different spots. In South Korea? In South Korea.
3: Okay. Each place was one table?
5: One booth? One booth. Right. One home and uh, one pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <Yeah.
7: laughs> so uh, we focused on one beer and then pizza. Um, and then what, what happened was that— oh, um, Hang
2: on, hang on. Let me stop yeah. you there. I, I, got, I got some catching up to do. Right, right. First. Um, okay. Were there other craft breweries? It was in Seoul, South Korea? Yes. The, the first one? Were there other craft breweries there before the booth?
7: Uh, there was.
2: Okay. Um, but
7: it was very uh, fairly new in the market.
2: Okay. Um, and that- was it a, a, a popular thing among people, or was it completely uh, foreign, for lack of a better term?
7: Um, it was quite foreign. Okay. Uh, because the other um, sort of starting breweries were operated by uh, non-Korean uh, sort of expats.
2: I see. Okay. Um,
7: but the problem back then was that we had a very high uh, entrance barrier in terms of law. So I see. You had to have uh, over a thousand barrel, uh, you know, capacity. To get a license. Oh. Uh, to
2: get a brewery license. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and now that, this was my next question. You say that you found a home brewer to, to make a beer for you. Mm-hmm. And, and did that somehow circumvent the license? Like the home brewer was allowed to make beer and you're allowed to sell it?
7: So we, we happened to find a uh, contract brewing uh, spot. Okay. So they made the beer for us. Uh, but we, we designed okay. the recipe together. So you bought,
2: basically <laughs> made beer from them. Right? Correct. Okay. Right. And, and and what was the barrier again? How many barrels? Oh. Uh, to to get a brewery license,
3: so I, I believe it's uh it was about thousand barrels. Okay. Is that annual production or is that tanks capacity on site?
7: I, I believe it was a uh, tank capacity, but wow. I um yeah it was a uh, it was high enough where it was hard to um I, I don't recall the exact numbers, but a lot of breweries would uh if if they wanted to sort of get away with the law, then they'll buy used fermenter okay. and just you know put it there. Just for the licensing purpose,
2: and then not even have to use it,
7: right? Because I mean, their yeah. capacity is not there yet. Yeah,
2: I'm right. not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you at all. I, I've seen that happen. I don't know how many times in the U.S. as well. <laughs> uh, and, and part of that is that you know you're, a, you, you could have separate breweries, um, and and if yours is like a brew pub, as long as you brew on site, right? I can't tell you how many times I just see an empty fermenter sitting there <laughs> right. to, to, to satisfy the license. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not uncommon, is right. what I'm saying.
7: Mm-hmm. So it was okay to be a brew pub, but to distribute or to. Sell you know, anywhere else, then you know there was uh, a lot of restriction. Okay. Um even until now, like you know, there's a sort of Cost and Height, which is sort of uh, Budweiser and Miller of Korea. Okay. They over they have over ninety percent market share by volume. Okay. So uh the crap beer scene is changing really fast, but you know, we're getting there. Um and the law is changing every year okay uh, in favor of crap beer industry.
2: Got it. Yeah. Okay. So now let me catch up again. So now you're saying that you have seven locations in right. South Korea? Correct. Uh, not all in Seoul? They're j- spread uh,
7: the, uh, we, we did open one in uh, Busan, which is the uh, southern part of uh, Seoul, okay. Um, in Korea. Okay. Uh, but now we don't operate that anymore. But uh, now we have seven locations within Seoul only. Within Seoul. Yeah. And wow. now the
4: for- format is still two different pizzas and, and one beer. And, uh, oh,
7: but now we, uh, you know, since then... Yeah. Uh, a lot of things changed also. Sure, where are you at? Okay. So where you are at now is that, um, you know, when uh, our two of our founders, uh, they went on a honeymoon, uh, and then they went to, like, you know, brewery tours, and they stopped by San Francisco McKellar, and, you know, they fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, so one of our founders reached out to them and asked them, what can we do to you know open up a McKellar Soul? Oh, um, and that's how our relationship with McKellar started. Uh-huh. Uh, so we became a importer of McKellar, and okay. you know, and then therefore, we, so we could open up a McKellar Soul. So we still manage that, and uh, you know, we uh,
2: and, and and is that a, a a pub or or a brew pub, McKellar Soul? A pub. It's a, so no brewery there. Okay, no, not yeah. yet. Okay, same as San Francisco here, folks. Sure. By the yeah. way, if you've never right, been yeah. here, just a tap room. Okay. Um, now, do you have a brewery in uh, Seoul now as well? So we,
7: after that, we built a four-and-a-half barrel system. Okay. Uh, we have a microbrewery just outside of Seoul. Uh, but uh, that's mainly used to supply our seven tap rooms. Okay. So it's not used for any distributions. Okay. Um
2: but you can make beer for all seven tap rooms out of there. Correct. Yeah. That's a lot of brewing. Yeah. Uh, out of a four barrel, you said, yeah. right? Yeah, four and a uh, half. So somebody's busy uh, <laughs> right. feeding those tap rooms. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the, the population must be massive in Seoul for you to have that Seoul, many locations.
7: And it's nearby cities have about 12 million people.
2: Wow. Okay. So. Of
7: course, it all
4: depends on how popular craft beer is. I mean, how, what's, the, what's the trend? How's it the trending there? Like now? I mean,
7: um. It, it's been changing quite rapidly past about two years. Okay. Two years. So, it's really picked up. Yeah, a lot of uh, people are starting. Um, and then they, they also you know, get a fundraise you know, from VCs and you okay. know, whatnot. And then you know, ex-bankers or finance people, you know, they decide to, hey, right. what can we do to change the scene as well? Okay. And uh, they nice. jump into the market as well. Nice. So there's a lot of uh, new young blood and you know, creative people trying to jump in and change the scene together.
2: Okay. Yeah. What is the other most popular alcoholic beverage there? What were people drinking before craft beer?
7: Well, mainly, uh, you know, Korean spirit, uh, cold soju.
2: Spirit, uh, soju, okay.
0: Uh, soju, dude, let's get wrecked you like right soju? now, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <Yeah. laughs> Imagine water that will trash you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's
7: amazing. It's uh, usually around sixteen to nine percent, nineteen percent alcohol. Whoa! Um, wow. So it's a very low alcohol and easy to drink. Okay, uh, but it will get you drunk. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what is the high the alcohol? What, what 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 is it? It's just an all malt beer? Or is, it a, or, or, or is it mostly rice? What is
7: it? Rice so wine? it's uh, 51%, I think, I believe, uh, Korean rice. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 49% imported, uh, you know, uh, something that could derive uh, Some sugar. carbs in sugar. Just yeah. any
3: sugar source?
2: Yeah. Okay. All right.
4: Okay. So it's rice wine. Right.
2: So now craft beer, just like everywhere else, you introduced that, and it's kind Correct. of growing rapidly. Um, 2013, you say you started in Seoul. Correct. But now you guys have a brewery in Eureka, California. Yes. Uh, which is up in uh, northern California, for those of you who don't know. And when did you open that brewery?
7: So what happened was that um, so the brewery that we operate right now uh, mm-hmm. used to be uh, the old Lost Coast Brewery. Got it. Uh, Oh, nice. Yeah, Lost Coast used to be sort of. It was our. It was the first IPA, uh, craft beer to be introduced to Korean market.
2: Oh, so it was like a symbol
7: for us, and then you know founders were following them.
2: And they had been around for just years. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah,
7: Yeah. and then they heard that uh, they built a new facility. So, our founder uh, reached out to them, How you know, how he reached out to McKellar. Yeah. Hey, uh,
4: hey, He's not afraid guys... to make a phone call. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
7: <laughs> um, and he asked about the old facility. And uh, they, you know, had a deal, and we, we were able to uh, get their old facility.
2: And when was that?
7: That was um, in 2015. Okay. Right. And I think uh, we completely took over early 2016. Okay. And took us a little bit of time to, you know, uh, get ready for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then our first beer that we brewed was last June.
2: Nice. Yeah. Okay. So,
7: and oh, not, not this year, but uh, last year. Yeah. Of, of 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: And Young, uh, did you move here from Seoul to, to be part of it here, or are you from here?
7: Uh, so I grew up here. Uh, I've been traveling a lot. Okay. I used to grow up in a small island called Guam. Okay. Uh, I used to live in New, New Jersey. Uh, Berkeley, LA, and then I was in past. I was in Korea for the past ten years. Okay, and wow. I was in a you know wine and spirits uh, importing and distributions. Got it. Uh, company
2: Guam is just like New Jersey, so right. I'm sure <laughs> I a, it was easy transition for yeah, you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right. So That was good. Um, and then how did you, when did you get into brewing? Did you start homebrewing while you were in Guam or in Jersey or where? Were you?
2: So I, I was in
7: Korea and then I was in the alcohol uh, you know wine and spirits distribution. Okay, yeah, company. business. And um, one of our old staff. Uh, became a sales director at the booth, Korea. okay, And, you know, um, he was interested in, in a program that I developed for my own company that I used to run. So I actually went there for a sales pitch to sell the program that, you know, for sales and, you know, groupers, marketing, uh, marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's where I met the CEO. And uh, that, w- that was when uh, they just they're getting the brewery ready mm-hmm. and they wanted someone uh, in the U.S. to handle the U.S. business. And uh, and yeah, we had a you know long conversation, and
0: that's when I decided to move to the states. Right. You know what I, I think I'm picking up here is that young is in the mob. I <laughs> mentioned. Let me let me explain this real mm. fast. Go ahead. New Jersey. Yep. So From Guam to Jersey, which right. that's if you're mm. living in Guam. I, I feel move. like the last place you're okay. going to go is like Jersey, right? Yeah. <laughs> then to get into importing mm-hmm. and exporting of goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Olive oil, <laughs> be, beer spirits, like, right. come on. So there's definitely a mob. How many people have you whacked? I <laughs> let's let's yeah. just talk about this right now. Let's when did out you get made?
2: <laughs> following your logic here.
0: Are you a friend of mine or are you a
2: friend of theirs? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Well, We call you Donnie Brass. <laughs> and we've got Dave Franklin on the line, too. And now, Dave, uh, you're up in Eureka at the brewery every day, right?
6: Yeah, that's correct.
2: Okay. Uh did you warn Young ahead of time that he was moving to Eureka uh <laughs> before he he got this job? Uh
6: I, I, I'm from New Jersey too and ah. so I don't know if it was communicated ahead of time or not.
2: <laughs> actually, actually, Eureka's beautiful. By the way, folks, no, uh, it's, a, it's a really—I I was just thinking uh, of the cities that you named off. I'm like, oh man, Young's going to be a little bored in Eureka. It's a little—it's well, quiet.
0: Yeah, well, it could have been Yureka, no which is very different, also. True. So there you go. But not as much concrete as in Jersey. I
2: feel. <laughs> and what about you, Dave? Where are you from up there? Oh, you said Jersey originally. Uh, I grew
6: up on the East Coast. I, I came out here for grad school and, and just kind of hung out. It's I really like it here, and so um, hooked on with a local brewery here. Uh, that's how I started my my time in, in the industry, and um, just really liked it. And here I am.
2: Okay, and you're the operations manager of the brewery there in Eureka. Yes. Okay, so basically everything that needs to get done co- comes across your desk there.
6: You know, we have three, three really talented brewers that I work with. Um, they take care of making the beer, and anything that's not making the beer is generally on my desk in some fashion.
2: Got it. Okay. So. Uh, and have you been there since, uh, since you guys took over the Lost Coast Brewery and opened?
6: I'm, I'm actually pretty new. I started in April.
2: Okay, just back in April.
6: Yeah. So I'm pretty new to the, the whole scene.
2: Okay. Well, why don't you help me with this, if you don't mind? We've got a beer in our glass right now that I want to introduce and, and give a taste. It's the Fun Follower Wit Beer. And what can you tell us about this beer as we taste it here in the studio?
6: Oh, man, that is like, that's my favorite beer that we make when we make it. I, I love drinking all our beers, but that's the beer that makes the brewery smell the best. Okay. Um, that's a, a beautiful wit that is, uh, instead of doing the typical, like, coriander and orange peel thing, we took an Asian twist on it, and it's lemongrass and Sichuan and black peppercorn. God. So it's um, got a big lemon note up front and a nice a nice nice little pepper on the finish. Uh, it's amazingly versatile. I love pairing this with food. I love it with Asian food and Mexican food especially. Anything with a little bit of spice. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I find it really really fashionable. I I really do enjoy that.
2: Yeah, I love the twist on it. And the... It it seems like a milder uh, peppercorn than I'm used to because the the pepper bite is is just so subtle and nice. Is that a part of the Asian ingredient? Do you think that you know? It, that it's use more a mild? mix
6: of lampong and uh peppercorns, and that gives it that little. It's there, but it's not overpowering. Got it. Um, and believe it or not, the Szechuan peppercorn add more to the lemon flavor than the pepper flavor. Oh,
5: That's
3: um, interesting. They're
6: not actually a true pepper. Um, it's it's a flower.
3: Okay. Um, yeah, the peppercorns have more of a drying effect that's really nice mm-hmm. on this beer. Yeah, it's a good whip it, beer.
6: It's great with food. It just makes me want like a big bowl of pho or, or spicy burrito.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh. I had pho today. I would have been awesome with that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'm> a- <laughs> it, now, is this uh, a theme with all your beers that you're trying to uh, introduce Asian ingredients or it, it, just some of them?
6: You know, we we have a pretty talented brewing team, and and they kind of they kind of do what they feel. We our company motto is "Follow Your Fun." Okay. And um, that one ended up with an Asian twist, but it's definitely not our hallmark. Um, if I had to sum up our hallmark, it's it's uh, hoppy but not bitter, um, with a secondary twist on the Asian style thing. But okay, most of our aren't necessarily Asian inspired.
2: Okay. And young, how about at the at, with the brewery back in in Seoul? Are you finding yourselves trying to use more Asian ingredients there to to introduce to the market, or are you doing more like like American style beers?
7: Uh, we we try to hit hit the market in both ways. Okay, so we wanna we want to introduce the sort of. Traditional craft beer? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, As well as uh, we would like to test the Korean ingredients on it. Okay. Um, You know, for our U.S. market, we started with the IPA and then Hazy IPA. Mm -hmm. um, But we wanted to also introduce the Asian flavor, you know, our sort of you know heritage, yeah. Uh, so that's how we started. Yeah. And like you said, it's Follow Your fun is our company motto, and this beer is uh, called Fun Follower. Got so it. This is our fun project. Yeah. Um, so this time we used uh, peppercorn and lemongrass. Yeah. Uh, we've done R and D with the uh, chili powder and ginger. So we want to experiment more yeah. as we go, and uh, we would like to definitely introduce uh, more flavors, uh, and you know have that
2: twist to our beers. I think you're smart the way you're doing it though because it sounds like you don't want to back yourself into a corner Mm -hmm. where all of your beers have to have this South Korean take or this Asian take. You you still want to brew great American style beer. It sounds like all kinds of beer. You just make that maybe an accent of what you do. Correct.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
6: I mean, Pretty soon you start talking about Yuzu and what the fuck is Yuzu. Right. <laughs> it shows up in your beer and right. you know, now you're totally underwater. underwater.
2: But but still, th- that's a cool thing, though. You know, if, if every now and then I find a beer that comes out from you where I get introduced to a new ingredient, well, yep. then I like that. <laughs> but if I... If every beer I buy from you, I get introduced to a new ingredient, I'm only going to seek you out when I'm feeling adventurous, right? Right, right. So you kind of want to meet both.
3: Yeah. Do the That's portfolios only. match on both sides of the Pacific, or do you guys brew beers specifically for one?
7: So, I mean, uh, you know, here we have a 30-barrel uh, brew house, so we we do have to make it at a scale. We do not have, uh, unfortunately, a tap room yet, so it also limits us. Uh, be, you know, on becoming very creative. Okay. Um. So we we're trying uh, you know balance in between. Yeah. Um. But I think uh, we're we're growing, and you know, growing enough where we could be more experimental. Okay. Um. Starting probably next month. So uh, we we made a label called Make This Happen. Uh. It will be Make This Happen beer where we get to test around uh, different types and where we could be more creative. Okay. You know, not restricted, and we we, we want to test. As much as we can. Okay. You know. Yeah. Sure. What's your,
2: what's your most popular style in, in South Korea? Is it like everywhere else in your IPAs or, or what fly off the shelf? Or
7: So right now, our you know most popular beer that we sell right now is a, a our collaboration beer with McKellar.
2: Okay. And it's the Pale Ale. A Pale Ale. Yeah. Love it. God bless. <laughs> God bless the Pale Ale. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. And then... I wonder if you can help me with this story. I just was reading a little bit about you guys mm-hmm. and and uh, something with your founders about when you started kind of uh, I guess one of them sort of made this comment that um, the best beer in the Koreas is made in in North Korea right. that, that in all of in all of the Koreas, the best one we have is made in North Korea, and it sounded like he felt or he or she felt like. We can do better than that. Is am I getting close to this story?
7: So he 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 was a economist journalist, okay, uh, reporter, and uh, he had a uh, he was reviewing about Korea, and he said surprisingly, North Korea made a very good beer. Okay, and it was better than the typical Korean uh, lager style beer. Got it. And that became a big, uh, the m- sort of most famous beer related article uh, ever written as, in- I'm, I'm, I'm sure people are
2: <laughs> passing this around to their friends going wait a second how, right. how can this be true man uh,
7: it was on a national news tv saying that hey, wow. korea south korean beer is you know worse than you know north korean beer right and actually when i used to run my own company and was starting uh, creating a i was actually building a, my own craft brewery okay. uh, back then and that was uh, that was a pitch that i used to potential investors, hey, to do we want to make a beer that's, you know, proud for South Koreans as well. Yeah. And we want to change the market as well.
2: Is there a, a pride in, in South Korea that is competitive with North Korea? Is that why it sort of hit a string? That how is it that, uh, you know, such a locked down country could be making something better than us? Is that yeah, part yeah. of it?
3: In a okay. sense. Okay.
2: Yeah. So it was true at the time. Yeah, yeah. What, do you think it was true? Did you have the, how did you how does he how did the guy even have the beer?
7: <laughs> so he was uh, he was uh, he was in Korea. So um, it's just but,
2: is the North Korean beer sold in South Korea?
7: Back then it was imported, but not yeah. anymore. Okay, so oh, now it's been cut off. <laughs> 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 After the article, did he no, <laughs> not the article? But I think there was uh, some political tension, and you know, okay, Wait, what.
0: The political tension? What's this? Right. What's this? Well, I, 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 I ask, want to unite the Dakotas, first of all, yeah, and then we yeah. can work on the Sometimes,
3: critter. Jason, countries don't get along.
2: I well, and really. I ask if it was because of the article, because I'm worried that yeah. there's like a mark out on the guy's head. And he's one of your founders. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I'm I feel worried for his safety. He's living in
0: southern Utah under an assumed name. <laughs>
2: yeah, after this now article. Don't shoot at me. Uh, so,
7: I mean, when he wrote the article, uh, that was uh, in 2012, I believe. Okay. And uh, they had no the intention of opening a pub or doing anything with the beer. okay? Uh, but, yeah, that that article was a big hit in the craft beer season.
2: So the commotion around that article is is part of what started the brewery, you think? They, or gave them the uh, inspiration to move yeah, forward? Yeah, part,
7: part of it. Okay. And then, uh, you know, they were... They, want, they just wanted a spot where yeah. they hang out together and have good beer. Okay. And, you know, that's how we started.
2: <laughs> but, in a, but in a way, who, who was the founder that, that wrote the article? which uh,
0: Jong Il. No.
2: <laughs> is that Daniel? Daniel, yes. Okay. In a way, he put his money where his mouth is, right? Because he mouths off about this beer. Uh, gets, it gets notoriety. <laughs> and then he says, okay, well, I'll open a place that can make better beer.
7: Well, I mean, we started as a pub, so, okay. you know, we weren't making a beer, but you know, we started uh, somewhat casually, okay. but, uh, you know, we got, you know, we, have, we were
6: uh, well-received. Got it. So then, that, yeah, okay. that's how we expanded. Mm-hmm.
2: And Dave, have you been back to Seoul uh, since working for the company?
6: No, I haven't had a chance yet. It's been, I hit the ground, you know, boots on the ground running as soon as I got here. And so I'm really excited for the opportunity to go at some point.
2: Yeah, I would have put that in the contract right away.
6: Yeah, you're probably a better negotiator than I am when I, when I signed on. I was like, yes, I want to make beer again. Yes. Right, right. You're uh, like, well, why didn't you ask for more money? Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that part. I was excited about beer. Yeah, totally. Well, let me do this, guys. I got to get us to a break, and then I want to try another one of your beers. We've got a couple of IPAs from you um, to try as well. So, uh, Dave, can you hang in there a sec?
6: Yep, I'll be here.
2: All right. Very good. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Uh, Before we do that, uh, hey, you guys remember Moonlight Meadery? Longtime supporter of the Brewing Network. Well, now they're looking to bring Michael Fairbrother's braggots, especially his Russian Imperial Stout braggot, to market. And you can help them get started by joining their Lunar Society, which includes uh, 12 society-only need releases, four society-only braggots, a hooded sweatshirt, and a pair of tasting glasses, plus discounts and much more more. To learn more and to join the Lunar Society Club, check out Moonlight Meadery at MoonlightMetery.com. That's MoonlightMeadery.com And uh, help our old friend Michael Fairbrother out. Alright, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more, uh, more to taste, more to talk about, more to do with the Booth Brewing Company. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network.
1: Your support of The Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... i
2: back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for uh, supporting our wonderful sponsor, White Labs. Pure liquid yeast means better beers. White Labs boasts the highest concentration of yeast in the industry thanks to their patented Flex Cell technology and pure pitch packaging. The yeast contained and delivered using these innovations are propagated in all-grain wort, providing the perfect nutrients for growth and optimal performance. With White Labs Pure Liquid Yeast, your finished beers will meet the high-quality flavor profiles that you intend to produce. Discover the White Labs difference. Go to whitelabs.com slash yeast bank and find the perfect strain for your next beer. That's whitelabs.com slash yeast bank. And thank you so much to them for being a supporter of this program. We are back on the air with the brew, the Booth Brewing Company. My R's are getting in my way right now. <laughs> a lot. Uh, the Booth Brewing Company is with us. You can go to theboothbrewing.com and check it out. Um, we've got Dave Franklin and uh, Young lee on the air with us
0: can i tell you something at the break i went out and i got a pint of the whip beer yes and it tastes completely different now Uh than when we just had it than when i just had it Uh it's the peppercorn is is so much more pronounced Mm. and that perfumey kind of lemongrass Mm. is coming through it it, for me
2: it's kind of a different beer did we have one out of a can and one off a draft or i don't know it was both from draft right bevo but I think maybe yeah. just sat you can too use long. your microphone well, if you want. Another way. <laughs> I put it in there for you. <laughs> Sorry,
6: I, like, I don't have I put headphones, it in there for so I'm having a little ago. trouble hearing you. <laughs> oh.
2: is, uh, is your pint clear? Because uh, no, I poured them both from clear. the tap. Okay, yeah, so they are yeah. both the tap version.
0: Uh, I don't know, but uh, it's even better. Mm. Okay, it's even because it's, it, it, when I was drinking, I was like, ah, I, I like the peppercorn. I really kind of want that you to be a little more forward. And uh, this is what this is what I was looking for in the first place.
2: Got it. Maybe maybe it builds up a bit. Well,
0: I've been in discussions about glass size makes a difference well glass size but it was also Uh, i mean it was poured and we were talking for what 15 20 minutes
2: So Mm -hmm. some of the aromatics might have come out yeah but i
0: mean just here just smell it
2: yeah i will do that
4: just
0: smell it right now i'll give that a check i'll get
4: a bigger pour later and give
0: that a try oh yeah it's a lot more yeah it's so good and it's 4.9 dude it's right in my wheelhouse
2: i'm Mm. I'm ready for this there you go it's good beer see that uh dave you guys are doing all right over there you're doing your job Sweet, thanks.
6: <laughs> Later, young one. <laughs> um,
2: all right, well, we do have another one in our glass now. I want to talk about a, a couple different beers you guys are doing. But we have the, I think it's Kookman IPA in our glass. Uh, Dave, you want to tell us about this one?
6: I'm going to leave the pronunciation of young one. Yeah, that's our closest thing we have to a flagship IPA and a closest thing we have to a West Coast IPA, although it's only 40 IBUs. Oh. And so it's um, it's again hitting that hoppy but not super bitter side of things. It's um, I find the the hop aromas are way more enjoyable. Uh, they're way more open than and and it doesn't leave that uh, clawing asterisk in your tongue like some of the more bitter IPAs do.
2: Right. Um, it's a, a it's, it's a much lighter. I do have the right one here, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's the it, SRM value is 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 very light for a, for an IPA. Yeah, what uh, is
0: that a four six?
2: Yeah,
4: something. It's like that. like a walking
0: SRM guy. Just a baseball yeah.
4: uh, beer. Go ahead, yeah.
6: Dave. Oh, it's one of those ones where, you, when you enter in a competition, do you enter as an IPA or a pale ale type of thing?
2: Like, right.
6: You know, it's it's too it's too light and not hoppy enough for an IPA, but it's too too hoppy for a pale. On yeah.
4: Something? Mm-hmm. So I, I saw on the menu it was six and a half percent. Is that? read that mm-hmm. right? Six and a half percent and only forty IBUs. It seems like it's pretty low in the IBUs, but this beer is in no way. Uh, balanced anywhere towards malt. It's definitely balanced uh, towards hop.
2: Right? Yeah, and dry. And,
4: yeah. and then I could argue where it maybe is more balanced. Like I could see where it would come across as a pale ale sort of balance. Yeah.
2: Well. Right, because it's not over. Actually, I think Dave kind of nailed it where he's like, you know, if I entered it as an IPA, they'd say, ah, it's a little more like a pale ale. And if I enter it as a pale ale, it's a... it does have just enough, at least bitterness coming through that it it might fall past the pale ale. And then, mm-hmm. and then, like you said, not enough for the IPA. It does really straddle the fence there.
4: But it's very, very dry. I can see why you can get away with 40 IBUs. Yeah. Very, very dry beer.
2: What kind of hops are in here?
4: That's Idaho 7
6: and uh, Mosaic. I'm pulling up the recipe here right now. Okay. Sorry. Citra, Mosaic,
5: Idaho
2: 7. Citra, Mosaic, and Idaho 7. Yep. I've heard more about Idaho 7 lately that uh,
6: breweries are using that. It's and, a phenomenal yeah. hop. I don't think anyone else should use it and make my price go up. But I think <laughs> it's a phenomenal hop. That, <laughs> right. And, so. the, and that's a
3: hop blend, correct?
6: I think so. Oh. Or is that
3: a variety? Oh. a nope, variety.
6: variety found oh. in Idaho on some dude's oh. farm. On some dude's oh. farm. Yeah, some dude like oh. found, like, oh, this looks like a new hop. I should use this. And the hop companies are like, oh, that's cool. Hmm. I forget whose it is. I think it's a YCH the Yakima's.
2: I do uh, believe hop. it's YCH. No, not, and, no it's not YCH. I, I think I think it might be YCH. They're going to hate me if I get this wrong. And I think we just talked about it on our I'm new sure. uh, Hop and Brew School podcast, if I'm getting the variety right. And, and we talk about how this hop was found, like you say, kind of randomly on a farm. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm right about that. I seem to remember us, too. We did, like, seven shows in a day, so uh, trying to remember exactly what it was. But uh, interesting hop. And then mosaic is always, I think, a, a nice one to use uh, in an IPA. Um, and, and now it sounds like also you guys have found hops that, that really complement each other, uh, which is something I, I mean I mean I think it sounds obvious, but a lot of times people will go hop forward with one. Um, but I'm learning through this other podcast that, that some of them actually boost the flavor of others, right? Like, like citra and mosaic, great to to boost each other. Um, and I'm with tasty on how dry it is. I like that.
4: Yeah, has the bone. You know what the finishing yeah. gravity was? Is that on the uh, brew sheet there, or did you just have the menu? Um. That's a good question. I
6: don't actually know offhand what the what the final gravity is.
2: No, I would drink um, this. I would drink this. Oh, and see, I think again because it straddles that fence, right? Because yeah. you're not the biggest IPA fan, obviously.
4: Well, he's uh, not a 50 IBU uh, fan. He's probably you
5: know, 40, a 40 IBU. 30, fan. Oh, 45. I, I
0: mean, it depends on the alcohol. I'm yeah. not a high alcohol sure, fan. Sure. Right, yeah. But uh, you know, this is it it, it. it hits for me what I what I want in a beer. Yeah. Hop flavor. Kind of, you know, the, the new school kind of hop thing. A little bit of malt sweetness, but not a whole lot, mm-hmm. and uh, and then just dry at the end. And kind of, it just—it's almost like, not to be insulting—it's almost like a light beer. Hmm. Uh-huh. You drink it; and the flavors are there, and then they're gone, and yeah. you want an, you want to experience that again.
2: Yep, and, go for another sip.
4: I, yeah, I really like it. Yeah. So, so Dave, what is the malt bill in this beer, roughly, uh, to make it so light in color? It's like a, it's like a lager.
6: Yeah, there's not, not a whole lot to it. It's um, <clears throat> mostly too, uh, you know, two pale, a uh, little bit of flaked barley, a little bit of unmalted wheat. You know, not nothing too crazy in there. Okay. Um, right. Keeping it really simple, letting the hops kind of shine through. Yeah. Um, flaked barley and unmalted wheat. That seems mm-hmm. kind of not really
4: IPA-ish, right? Is that what Well, you're a, a little bit of anything is not going to affect the beer that much i mean yeah i mean yeah you're
6: not looking at a whole lot you're looking at less than 10 uh, yeah. 10 percent the beer's got you know, great yeah. head
4: retention so if that wheat's adding to that good job there i
6: don't know if i've ever heard of flake barley in an ipa
0: though
4: uh, that's sure. kind of what i'm getting at yeah, it's barley bar- it's just an interchangeable have? No. Can you can use you <laughs> yes. no. you know you yeah. can you, flake barley is just regular barley it's been you know, like you know run through a hammer it's well, just you could substitute it almost pound for pound you just get a little bit more character because it's gone okay. through that extra process <laughs>
2: Tasty? Wouldn't the even the amount of two row required to
4: get to six and a half yeah. normally
2: be more color than that? Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, wonder yeah. if there's like a, a what,
4: you, what brand? Is any sugar? Is what brand? What uh, brand? Oh, Rar. Rar. Rar
3: is very Rar pale. Two row. Is it, it's very pale. Okay. Yeah. Is there any sugar added, or, or it's all malt?
6: There's a little sugar. Um, again, not too much.
2: Got it. Yeah. Well, you've done it right. It We're all like it. Yeah.
6: yeah. We just try to try to keep it simple. and Don't go too crazy on the on the malt bill. But yeah. There's nothing that gives it any color or, or any significant body. And then um, we do we do we do some big dry hops. That's kind of our, our hoppy but not bitter side of things. Mm-hmm. So there's not a whole lot of kettle uh, kettle hops. Okay. Um, most of the hops are actually after the fact. I
0: so, like
2: it. But there must be some in the uh, like late late Whirlpool edition hops in the kettle yeah, or not there's even like okay.
6: Twenty two pounds of hops in, in thirty barrels. Got it. And then we come in later with 77 hop pounds. With the dry hop. Okay. The yeah. dry hop. Yeah, you
3: strike hop. a nice balance with the the kind of new school fruity hops mm-hmm. and kind of the raw hop cone, mm-hmm. kind of dank. Yeah. Dankness. So a lot, like a lot of
7: people I, say I, we I, have I, a good mix of a, like a fruit forward, but at, at the same time, it's dank enough in <laughs> a, a good balance. Yeah.
6: Um, no, one's called, no one's called me out for calling it a West Coast IPA just yet because it's <laughs>
2: I don't know. I, I, I mean, if it, I were you, I'd call it a West Coast IPA. What makes it not a
0: West Coast IPA? I, yeah. I, I, would, I would too, because especially the the proliferation of hazy beers. You can call now anything a fucking West Coast IPA. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because, well, because we've forgotten what West Coast IPA. You know what I <laughs> mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: that, that's true, but I also say I would call it that because it does fit the bill in a lot of the ways. Maybe not, in, maybe not on the color, um, but we like them dry, mm-hmm. and and then like the new school uh, no, hop. I don't know if it's bitter not, enough. I think it's not
4: bitter enough.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, right before the hazy trend happened, West Coast IPAs were
0: almost this light. They, they were, were looking like that, you know, but, yeah, but, yeah, but they, yeah, they, they were getting bitter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. right. Yeah, think it's almost like a higher. like a strong pale ale. Yeah, like sure. a dry hop strong pale ale or something like that.
6: Yeah. Okay, I, mean, I, feel, I feel like there was a movement right before hazy's got big to like uh, more big dry hops, more exploration of hop flavor, mm-hmm. moving away from the bitterness, and then and then the hazy's took over and all, everything went to shit.
2: You know, <laughs> there, there's, a, You're not wrong. there's a couple people on this program who, who agree with you. Let's
6: talk about I, it for 12 I, hours. Well, here, I love hazies, I just, They're confusing.
2: They are confusing.
6: <laughs> and, and,
2: tasty, maybe just to hammer the, the point home that you all are, are, are talking about here about how maybe just before the haze they were close to this. So I've got Russian River Row Two Hill Fifty Six in my glass right next to it here. I can put it on the camera there, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, I would also call a light SRM uh, uh, West Coast. It, of course, he calls it a pale ale. Right. Um, it's right on the cusp. I think of a, of a West Coast IPA, and then of course there's the there's the one that we're drinking uh, right now from the booth. Um, so also light much lighter the booth, right. and uh, maybe right on the cusp of what you guys are talking about before the haze craze thing started taking off.
3: Well, and I think pale ales, too, tended to be a little bit darker in color than IPAs, mm. West Coast IPAs.
4: Anyway. Oh, really?
2: Okay. That the pale ales... Well, no, is yeah an American pale so. oil
4: is a, is a has crystal malt in it. Yeah. Okay. A West Coast IPA, by definition, probably doesn't generally have that much. I out. see. Yeah. The whole West Coast IPA yeah. came about during the hop shortage when, why, why add crystal malt to your beer... That means you got to add more hops to, to, to offset that. I Let's see. just take all the crystal out, and we can get by with just a little bit of hop, like an early addition.
2: Got it. Because yeah. the hops
4: are like, whatever, $35 a pound or whatever.
2: Tasty, sometimes you're like a historian well, of, of the style. <laughs> that
4: just makes me so no,
2: funny. but I like when you sometimes you point out the the, the social aspect that was happening or the yeah. economic yeah. aspect. Well, that was yeah. ha- Because you spend all your time talking to brewers. Yeah. And so while I wouldn't have said the West Coast IPA thing happened because of a shortage or some other economic thing, you're in there. I, I just like when you throw that stuff out there because cool. you're talking to the brewers about that. I like it.
4: Well, it's a damn good beer, Dave. It is good. It's nice yeah. and dry. I, uh, I, that's, it, in some ways, it has what I consider the qualities of a brute IPA. It's so dry and so uh, lo, low on, on uh, like, like malt character mm-hmm. that it, it just comes, comes across as just real drinkable, real quaffable. Oh yeah, this beer is at forty IBUs, and it should be like under hopped at forty IBUs for, his, for the for the ABV. But mm-hmm. man, it's just easy drinker, it's just well attenuated. I bet it finished it. Like, you know, maybe four or four, you
2: know. Had to be
3: low. Lower,
4: less than four Play-Doh, probably like
3: three and a half. Oh, no! Oh yeah. I would say sub ten specific gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, is less, ten,
2: this is less than two Play-Doh. Ten Easy. six. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well done, sir.
0: Hold on. My wiener's a hydrometer. Let me just put it in <laughs> oh, okay. Let's figure that out.
2: <laughs> well, now Thank I,
0: God for Skype.
2: <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> Skype video, yeah. you oh, <laughs> mean. It looks bigger on video. You'll be happy.
2: <laughs> no, Dave, you did it right. Poor Young's got to sit in here with us. <laughs> um,
0: why, why are you backing away, Young? What's going on? <laughs>
2: I, I do want to ask you guys about another beer that we, from you, uh, or at least coming soon from you, that we don't have here in the studio. And uh, we've been talking about, uh, and so has uh, all of the news outlets, about the campfire up in Northern California, uh, not too far from Eureka, actually, uh, which devastated uh, an entire uh, town and, and surrounding communities. And you guys are about to do uh, a fundraiser beer for that, right? Correct. What's that beer uh, about?
7: Um, so we. We, uh, you know, as it was a devastating event, and then we wanted to be, you know, be uh, any kind of help uh, for the cause. And we were actually intending on, you know, brewing a batch for it. Okay. Uh, but we've heard about the Resilience IPA, and we wanted to be part of it, but unfortunately we don't have taproom to do that.
2: Yeah, let me talk to our listeners about that just briefly so they know the the background. But Sierra Nevada Brewing Company had, had put out a call for any brewery in America that wants to brew a beer, and it was going to be called uh, Resilience IPA. Um, and it turns out that uh, breweries can, uh, they can absolutely participate in that, but they can only be sold out of their own uh, tasting room, uh, as opposed to distributed. Um, so anyhow, that's kind of the background. So any brewery that wants to participate, and uh, and call it Resilience IPA has to have their own tasting room, which you guys don't yet have in Eureka. Correct. Is that about right? Okay. Yeah. So you guys yeah. going to do something else instead?
7: Um, so we we have a, a, a red ale that we wanted to uh, send it out, and we, we call it a California red ale because, I mean, of course, uh, you know, us being in Northern California, mm-hmm. campfire is, you know, big fire. But, you know, also there's a big fire in Malibu, and, you know, mm-hmm. we always have that issue uh, throughout California. Yep. Um oh. So we, we named it a California Red ale, okay. and it will be red ale that uh, we uh, originally had a recipe for. okay and uh, we, we did a bit of uh, the booth kind of uh, artwork, okay. a twist. Uh, so that we could also visually show that and, uh, you know, have, you know, uh, some contribution to this, you know, cause. Excellent. Yeah. Cool, cool.
0: Yeah. Is it yeah, called Rake cool. the Forests? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because you guys, so. you people up in Northern California you need to start raking your fucking forest. I'm yeah. just going right. to say that right now. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry to be so frank Get about that. Get off it. your lazy butt. <laughs> put your Roombas
2: out. Is it going to be available on Draft as well? Can the Hop Grenade buy some of this beer?
0: Yeah, Draft as well
7: as can. And cool. um, probably people can see it. Well, I can, can put the, it on uh, the...
2: Uh, As long as, like, some weird sext doesn't pop up on your phone while I uh, show it to the camera. Oh, sorry. Young, Uh, I I won't
0: send you that picture until after Justin has You
2: you guys do have some very cool artwork, and once again, you can go to theboothbrewing.com. Bevo's telling me I'm not quite getting it on the camera, so uh, there we go. So, yeah, that's very cool artwork. I like that.
7: So we'll be brewing that uh, this Friday. Okay. And I think uh, we'll be ready... By end of this month, and okay. yeah, you should be able to get it.
2: Ah, as well. I like it. Okay, well, maybe we can get some cans and some uh, draft here at the Hop Grenade. I know we're going to participate with some of the other breweries who are doing things too um, for the campfire. So thank you guys for doing that. It's devastating up there. Um, it, you guys are Eureka's even north, even farther north, right? Than the, yeah, than it's the campfire in Oregon, it, right? It's oh, almost yeah. that's what I right. thought. Almost on the border there. Um, see, also no on wonder, the coast, though. No wonder you like it there, Dave. It's beautiful up there.
6: It's Humboldt County, man. It's great.
2: Yeah. And were you around there when it was uh, still Lost Coast uh, Brewing Company, too?
6: I was, yeah. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been here since
2: 2004.
6: Okay. So, so did you just
3: stay after the transition?
6: <laughs> Look, this guy you won't leave. There.
3: Can we just
0: him <laughs> our building and get him? And just, we're done. Right. I, I didn't work
6: for Lost Coast. I worked for uh, a different brewery in the area.
2: Ah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and now you guys are working on opening a, a tasting room there, too, sure. though, right? What What are the plans yeah. for that, Dave?
6: Uh, we're working forward with the uh, – we're working into the design phase right now, trying to figure out something that's going to work good for our space and for the area. Um, it's a unique part of town that we're in, and we're really excited about helping to develop it and, and bring some people down to a really nice part of town that's kind of underutilized right now. Okay. And so um, – and we just – we really need a place that we can – we can hang out and talk to beer and get back to our company mission of creating that booth to, to collaborate with our community. And so uh, it's a high priority. We're hoping for Q1 next year. Um, uh, if not, if not early Q2. Okay.
2: Um, and it's attached so to the brewery or, or it would be separate it
6: be on the grounds that we're in right uh, now. The okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a matter of just re reorganizing our space and, and creating a space. And so okay. where can we put it and what are we going to do to get there? Um, Got it. Yeah.
2: And what size brew house is it that you guys bought?
6: Uh, it's a thirty barrel system. Thirty is barrel. Okay. Thirty barrel ranch style house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> single level. It's, a, yeah. it's <laughs> a half city block with uh, with lots of cobwebs. It's, <laughs> right. So it's, stainless so appliances. It's, a, it's actually a really crazy cool facility. It's uh it's three separate like kind of buildings. Um, there's one building that is a 18, late 1800s warehouse. It's all old growth redwood, um, two by six laminate walls. Wow. Um, there's another building that has the brewery itself, which is just, you know concrete. Um, and then we have another building that's adjacent to that, also concrete, where our canning line and half of our bottling line is. But um, you have to go outside to go inside to get over there.
5: Got it. Okay.
6: Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a huge facility. I mean, what what Lost Coast was doing out of that facility was unbelievable. They were 50 yeah. states and internationally out of that building. So
2: yeah, they they did have it, especially for as early as they started, a pretty impressive uh, operation that
6: they had
4: there. What do you think the maximum output could be? A, could be from that brewery the way you've got it set up.
6: I think they were doing sixty. With, how much, was, how much we,
4: could you do though? Where you?
6: Oh, we're, we're you, at. I think we're at twelve. Twelve now? Twelve. No, we could. I think we can get up to twelve thousand with, cool. with our. Twelve? think With our with our setup right now, uh-huh. they had some. They had some massive fermenters outside. They were they were cranking. Yeah. I think fifty, forty, or fifty out of there.
4: Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't work for you guys starting out.
6: No, that's no, no. I mean, they had. I think they had what, like nice. two hundred forty barrel. Fermenter's outside.
4: Oh, wow! Yeah. Do you uh,
7: th- at their peak uh, time, they used to uh, produce about 70,000 barrels wow. per year. Wow. Um, I think uh, we, we, as we grow, uh, we'll make some modifications and add up, you know, a few tanks to our facility. Okay. And we're planning on uh, perhaps going up to about thirty,
3: 30,000 uh-huh. uh, barrels per year. Smart. Do they have hard piping that goes underground, or are you just laying brewery hose across the parking lot to connect the buildings, or how does that work?
6: It's should be, it's, uh, they, they had the, for the fermenters outside, they, they had them hard piped, um.
3: Oh, I yeah. thought you said uh, the canning line was in a separate facility, so I'm wondering. Oh,
6: him. yeah, our canning line, well, it's, uh, it's through the whole through the wall, it's hard piped through the wall.
3: Oh, um, okay, the buildings are connected. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're connected, but you have to go outside to go inside. For Come the, on, for Warren. Well, the, the beer can go through the wall.
4: In terms walking.
3: You Sorry. I can't see Eureka from here.
0: <laughs>
2: you can't see anything from here.
0: You? <laughs> you can't see here from here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about another beer in our glass uh, while we're at it here. and um, We've got uh, Eureka Soul IPA mm-hmm. in our glass, although it looked like you had different versions of Eureka Soul. Is, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So which one's this?
7: So th- this one is uh, made with the mosaic. Uh, and uh, every month we c- try to introduce a new uh, hop to it. Okay. So we've done Citra. Next month, um, you know, we discuss about Idol 7 from our Kung Min IPA. It will be solely just a Kung Min Eureka uh, uh, Salt made with Idol 7. We've done uh, Lemon Drop, Huel Melon, Laurel Hop in the past. And we, we would like to be creative in what hops that we use okay. uh, in the
0: future.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: But this one, yeah, it's made with the mosaic.
2: I like this one even better than the last one.
0: Is there a, a spice in there or like some sort of cooking mm-hmm. spice or is it it's just a hop, small yeast and water? Okay. That's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. maybe I'm drinking too much wit beer, but it, 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 <laughs> I got this like no um, peppercorn. Yeah. Like almost like a gingery kind of thing. But it, I mean, it probably, let me, let me drink more. Of
2: it. I yeah. Think I don't, g- I don't get that. I get, uh, uh, uh you know, fruit forward hops, mm-hmm. um,
4: much estuary, more, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, also a dry beer, but less dry than the... Some residual. Than the last right? yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, not sweet by any means. Very well balanced. Like I said, I like this one even better than, than the last one. It's like
0: early 2000s West Coast IPA.
2: Okay. So this <laughs> one
7: we right. uh, double dry hop with mosaic, and then we put a little over five pounds per barrel. Mm-hmm. So we, the dry we, hop?
0: Yeah. Wow.
7: So it's a lot of hops. Yeah. Uh, so we we this you know lineup is to introduce what does that mosaic hop you know really taste like? Right. And we went all yeah. out know, all out with the mosaic itself.
4: Mm-hmm. We're and, gonna let that get by. Yeah, and it it, shows. it,
0: it smells like it might sound weird. It smells like hop resin, mm-hmm. not like yeah. you know We, we talked about it before. You know, oh you open mm-hmm. the bag and you smell not not that, but like. Like you rub it on your hands, right? And then you just get the oils and the resin on your hand, and you can like stick your hands together, and then you smell them. Yep, that's what it smells like.
2: Yeah, which is just mm
0: -hmm. just this weird, deeper kind of.
2: It's what you want. It's great. Mm. Yeah, Um.
0: it's very unique. I I, I haven't I haven't smelled a beer that brings that out uh, for me Mm. specifically like that. Like very focused.
2: I'm going to go ahead and say that for you know, from all, for, we've done a lot of interviews with brewers, um, and some w- w- who started like you guys did with, with contract brewing, and, and and as a home brewer, and then moved fairly quickly into brewing your own beer like you do here. And it's not very often that the beer is that good that quickly. Like, you guys have really kind of nailed it very quickly. Uh, going going from a, from a contract brewer to, to this kind of facility here, I don't know if you guys went out and found the best brewer uh, in the U.S. that you could find or what you did, but I really feel like your progression to brewing your own great beer is super fast. This stuff's really
5: good.
6: We went out and found the best brewer that we could. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Says the brewer smart, <laughs> himself. Smart business no, I don't plan. A, I no, Dave, Dave's My not head, the brewer. We have, so, no, we have yeah. a phenomenal brewing team and by our head brewer, Aaron. I mean, they're just so talented and so devoted.
2: G- give um, them make- our kudos. Mm-hmm.
4: I will. Yeah, nice, simple uh, recipes, well-made beers. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where you're at.
2: And, and do you see what I mean, Tasty? Like, not only are they coming from uh, you know, the contract side, albeit a few years ago, but it's a brand-new brewery to them. And it takes some time to to get that dialed in.
6: And that brewery was brand new, state of the art in the early eighties. In the early eighties, <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and in some ways, the equipment doesn't matter, right? Like it's it's, it's a brewer oh, no. who uses it. So, we're uh, Yeah, yeah I, I feel like you guys are nailing it. This is good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, people well, should be. And lying. you
3: did a great job sourcing these mosaic hops because. Not all mosaics create equal. Mm. This has a good good right. mosaic quality.
2: Yeah, I was just talking about that hop uh, a little while ago, talking about how when I first had it, when it first came out, a crayon. Mm. Like mm-hmm. that, that wax crayon <sighs> was the... I can see that. And this doesn't have any of that. No. Um, right. It was a fairly large uh, craft brewery in the North Bay. Um, the largest craft brewery in the North Bay uh, had given me like an all mosaic uh, beer and... Mm. And you know, I didn't hate it, but I just remember going, "Oh yeah, I ate crayons once when I was a kid, and that's what that tasted like." <laughs> <Once>. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: I had them for lunch instead of fries. I eat crayons. once yeah. last week as a kid.
2: And, and of course, I'm not saying that that's what they're all like now, but I, I am but agreeing, Beardy, that Brans yeah, not are... not all batches are created equal. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. I, I got I've gotten experience tasting a lot of a Mosaic. This is on the on definitely on the top, uh-huh. top end of that scale.
2: Is this yeah. one a day that you had to get a massive contract for the next twenty years for, or what?
6: <laughs> oh, you yeah, need a contract like, for a batch
4: at five pounds per barrel. Wow.
6: Yeah. Right? No, they get my firstborn son. Uh, <laughs> so they that contract. Uh, no, but I think those mosaic were like the first of the year for twenty eighteen. Okay. Uh, if my memory right. serves right, that's that's the first crop that came in um, from this year.
2: Gotcha.
4: Right. Well, how do you get these five pounds per barrel uh, into the into the fermenter? Just drop them in the top, or do you have another? No, method?
6: we just rub them in. We rub our hands in it, and then we stick our hands in the. It's okay. working. Yeah, it's oh, working. Okay. And then we, we stick our hands in it. <laughs> <laughs> in it.
4: Uh, and that's a lot of that's a lot of produce. So so this right. is handcrafted. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
6: truly handcrafted. Uh, no, it's a dry hop. It's a yeah, we dry. You drop
4: them in the top of the fermenter, or do you
6: have uh, a side yeah. vessel, or? Oh man, this is going to be embarrassing. We have a machine that grinds them up and and spits them into in in line. Um,
4: that's, so not I, that's not a problem. No, that's exactly what we were Long getting it's at. It's in a low low oxygen environment. Well, I don't know. Yeah, the robots go. are taking our jobs now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Mm. So, so you robots. grind them up. That's great. I'm no,
5: just
6: kidding. You, you, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, they they go, in, a... they, get, they go in right. In, they get ground up and go right in line. And uh, no, you know that that's a it's the the container like purged two and three times with CO two oh, and. Oh, no, um, no, you're doing it the right way. That's
3: great. Yeah. In line to what?
6: Where they the go beer going? It's just like it's pulling the beer from the from the fermenter back into the fermenter. Oh, so
4: you're just recirculating. And okay. how many how many days on uh, that that massive quantity of dry hop? Like three it's days. It's two
6: separate. D- it's two separate shots. One um one early and one late.
4: And how many days per each? First time is three days. Uh, <sighs> yeah, just about just about <laughs> three days. How long does it take to address a total of the two? No,
7: I, I think it'll be five days after the oh. each uh, first brew and then another maybe. Three to five days, but then our brewers okay. uh, they you know check the Play-Doh and then check all the, the levels. There, the right timing to dry out, it's, right? Okay. right. Yeah. But in, you know, in between about three to five days uh, period, okay. but you know we do we do check our numbers every day Got and it. then mm-hmm. check the timing on it.
2: And, and of and course, sensory—you just taste it too. I'm sure right. when it when it gets to the spot that they want it, right? Because I think they have good palates. Is the reason I point that out? They got a great. Just go taste it and go. Whatever that guy says, do it.
5: Right.
2: <laughs> That's what I would do.
3: And you're doing all the dry hopping warm too, right? Do. Or at least at fermentation temperature.
6: Fermentation
4: temperature, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right.
4: Very nice. Yes.
2: Yeah.
5: It's
4: These are beer. good beers. <laughs>
2: All right, gentlemen. Well, I want to thank you for being on the program with us. I appreciate it. And I'm glad we have your beer on tap here because I'm going to switch over <laughs> from my row to Hill 56 to uh, both of your IPAs for the, for the rest of the evening. It.
0: I'm telling you, hit this Beard again, dude. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, yeah at I, least I, get uh, a you or something. I'll do a half of that. Yeah, I'll try a
0: bigger pour of that, too. Yeah. There we go. So much more of that sweeter Szechuan peppercorn, man.
2: Okay. All right. Hey, Dave, yeah. thanks for being on the program with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. You take care, and we hope to see more of your beer on the market. We'll be there. All right, there you go. That's uh, Dave Franklin. Uh, of course, he's from uh, the Booth Brewing Company. And uh, Young still hanging out with us. Uh, Young, I want to thank you uh, for for being in studio and bringing all the beer down. And uh, we hope to have you back on. All right, thank you. We've got our Brewing Network Spring Brews Festival coming up in March. <laughs> all right, and I'd love to have you guys pour there. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, let us know, uh, we're
7: uh, okay. I'm at an event every day from you know Sacramento, Eureka, to right. San Diego.
2: Damn, so. I know it gets busy. <laughs> But all of the great breweries and their brewers show up at uh, Spring Brews, so it's a good place to hang out with other uh, brewers too. And I, uh, now that I've tasted your beer, I'd love to invite you to it. Thank you. Yeah, so, he uh,
0: wants you to pour as a volunteer, so you'll right, probably yeah. be in the stone booth or something like that. Yeah. You
7: know, <laughs> right. you
0: know yeah. I bring a little bit of uh, extra,
7: uh, you know, character to the event because <laughs> yeah. you know you don't see that many Asian people, you know, no. you know serving beer. No. That's true. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever I make a delivery, you know, people like, come like, say, like, Who's that Asian guy? I know. Beer, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know like, What's that beer? Yeah. The only
0: Asian guy that I ever experienced when I'm in a, in a, in, a, in public drinking is a guy trying to sell me soju. Right. <laughs> this is very good
5: for yeah. this is very good. I appreciate
2: it. Yeah. They're like, uh, sir, we, we don't serve any kombucha here or soju. And they're like, no asshole. Kombucha. I'm with a brewery. It's not even Asian kombucha, is it? No. <laughs> but, <laughs> it has an Asian name though, right? <laughs> yes, Justin. Yes, it does. Yeah. I don't know. Ask Young. All Asian things sound the same, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Can you tell me about all Asian things ever?
3: Justin is very
2: smart. (laughs) I was once called the smartest person in the room.
5: Not today. Small room. Does uh, uh,
2: yes, you're right. You're I'll right? give you that. Come on, I'll give you that. Let's give me that. <laughs> I did. All right. Hey, go to greatfermentations.com and check them out. They got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business. Using Blickman products, they got top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on so many of their items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. That's G R eight Fermentation. Instagram and Twitter G R eight Fermentation. Go see them at great fermentations.com yes jp
0: kombucha is thought to have originated in the area of northeastern china so you're not wrong still, still wrong. the
2: smartest guy in the room
0: <laughs> I, I, I was the first I to say you we were smart you're, Got it. you're hanging out uh,
2: <laughs> fuckers <laughs> all right We got more to come back to. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, Go to theboothbrewing.com, like I told you, and look up their artwork. It's really cool stuff. Uh, Plus, you can learn more about their beer and where to find it. We'll be right back after these words. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the brewing- rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark II work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to brew their vast selection
3: This is Matt Reynoldson from Firestone Walker Brewing Company, and you're listening to The Session on
0: the Brewing Network.
2: Welcome back. Thanks so much for hanging out. Go to beersmith.com right now. Get your free 21-day trial of their latest brewing software. Uh, That way you don't have to take my word for it. It's the best on the market. You will not be disappointed uh so many recipes on there I- i'm reading that they've got uh our online recipe data- database of over 700,000 recipes at this point they even have of all the things i've been telling you that they can do they have boil adjustments for high altitude brewing it can do it all go to beersmith.com right now and get your free 21 day trial i don't want to hear any more about it <laughs>
5: just
2: get it until trust next me. week yeah. just trust me yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh well, we convince young uh, from the Booth Brewing Company to hang out with us for the end of the show.
0: Yeah, so. it was very hard to do. It, right. actually. He was like running out, and we're like, bro.
2: Yeah. Stay. Yeah. Come yeah. on. drink more beer. Uh, actually,
0: we didn't tell him the show was over.
2: Uh, what, <laughs> what did you refill your glass with, Young?
7: Uh, actually, the cider with ginger and lemongrass. I just wanted to ah. see how that comes up. To <laughs> go check that out? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, we always have at least one cider on here at the Hop Grenade. All too, good tap do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I switch to a cider myself every now and then, especially after one of our beer festivals i'm like oh god
5: cider's
0: <laughs> good dude oh yeah cider, free. don't sleep on cider man yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah um we haven't done a cider show in a little while but cider shows so what do you do with it yeah. well uh, hey. do you back sweeten it okay show's yeah. over take the juice and uh,
0: it's pasteurized <laughs> and a uh, little will back sweeten and you,
5: the, you know
7: right. I, I used to import cider in south korea and oh you yeah. know uh, each country have a different standard oh yeah and then we used to import a uh, cider from South African company, okay, and their fermented uh, apple juice has to be over eighty uh, percent, which means they actually have to put a real lot more real apple than ah, English ciders. Interesting. So, uh, the English ciders, like Summersby or the big brands, will be more sweet and mm-hmm. you would have less uh, apple uh, per content. Right. right. So it was a sort of a disadvantage for the sales reps in the South African companies because you know it's just you just can't compete the prices. Yeah, but, you know, the quality is good, but you know. I would how, love to try. How can that. you really tell? You know, on a regular consumer basis, how can you tell the difference? Because you know, the English ciders would taste a lot sweeter. Yeah, and you know,
0: and that's what people kind of go for. But drier cider for me is—I yeah. I appreciate more of a drier cider. But, but uh, which is—I exactly, would love to try a South African cider. Are you yeah, kidding me? That'd be
2: great. Me too. And the dry—that's exactly why I switch to a cider after beer for a festival or something like that. If we go to Great American Beer Festival or something, I'm totally mm-hmm. ready to go to because because dry. Also. Yes, dry. Yeah. Right. So. Pale chick. That's interesting. What else did you use to uh, Mr. I used to import, Mister Importer <laughs> Exporter? <laughs> yeah. uh, a
7: lot of California wines, and then you know, New Zealand, Australian, uh, French, into South Korea. Uh, yeah, okay. I yeah. was an uh, importer for Solichnaya Vodka and Patron.
2: Got for it. A Korean market.
5: Okay.
0: Do you ever so import North Koreans to South Korea? Yeah, Did just you ever try that out. <laughs> I mean, it's a big market. He, he can't
2: admit that. No, he can't. No.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> One of the founders already has a mark on his head for <laughs> disparaging.
0: <laughs> yeah. Those uh, insensitive. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you you were involved in in mostly spirits importing and exporting. Wine and
7: spirits, and yeah. I also, as we were doing a distribution business, yeah. I also worked uh, you know for a duty free business as well. Okay. And then. Uh, restaurant, bar, uh, you know, French, you know, or bottle shop. We okay. also at a, a bottle shop with, you know, 100 wines by the glass with a wow. dispenser so you're th- machine.
0: You're the party wait, guy,
4: wait, wait, right? Wait. You're the, refer- <laughs> the party reference. You always got a spare bottle or two somewhere, but. <laughs>
0: yeah.
7: yeah.
2: Finish that last part, 100 wines by the glass, but what? What did you say? Uh,
7: with the dispenser machine. Oh, self uh, dispenser? Oh, yeah. Yeah, self-dispenser. Oh. So we'll serve in a one ounce, uh, three and five. Okay. And you will put your card in there and pay afterwards.
2: Interesting. Hmm. And that's how people would just go taste it in order to buy the bottle they want to take? Is that what you're saying? Or you would go hang out and drink at these places? Both.
4: For both occasions. Yeah.
2: And it's a vending machine.
4: Uh, Sort of, Yeah. Okay. Well, you've seen self-pour beer. I mean, you just have your little Oh, uh, It's very Vegas.
7: Oh, oh, similar
2: yeah, to yeah. that. Yeah. Now I understand. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. You press
4: okay. the button,
7: what you
0: like, and then the serving size. And you
7: don't get and all that foam waste. Yeah. much yeah. better.
2: Okay.
0: Well, and you get fresher wine. It's not oxidized. It's not, yeah. right? It the, used, uh, uh,
7: nitro- we use the nitrogen to yeah, yeah. keep the, uh, the air separate from wine. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. The wine was in kegs at that point?
7: Just the bottles. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's so
4: as,
7: as that it uh, pours a glass of wine, it purges with nitro- nitrogen. Okay. Uh, to keep it uh to protect it from oxygen. See,
2: I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Asians are very technologically advanced. <laughs> wow. uh, so these,
5: this system,
7: the system yeah. is
2: so foreign to me. You
0: know, you what? Uh, actually, Still, the, the smartest guy in the Napa room. <laughs> Who's from Napa? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From
2: Napa. Yeah. But We've, built by an Asian. I can promise <laughs> you.
0: Well, we gave them the technology, Justin. Yeah. You really want to have this history? We list. just yeah. didn't know we had it. Yeah. Right.
2: Uh, not th- you know their delivery drivers aren't that good, but their manufacturing. <laughs> am I right, young? Probably. <laughs> yeah, here we go.
0: Probably
2: <laughs> he's like whatever this asshole. Yeah. Nice. Like, yeah, all right,
4: at, sure. At I want to leave point, soon. We're just going <laughs> to go right now.
2: What was now? You've lived in so many places. What's what's your favorite city that you? Oh, that you oh yeah, there? is it Seoul? If you say New Jersey, I swear
3: I know a city. Warm. I know it's, it's, not, a, warrant, I know it's yeah. not Eureka. I, I went
7: this August, but you know it was just really hot and sweaty. Um, Eureka is actually um, it's a place I would also. Uh, Think about going uh, if I retire. Okay, it was was very beautiful, right? Beautiful and peaceful. And I was coming out of a 12 million people city, highest population. And you know, it's just everything was just right. Okay, Um, and I I really enjoy Berkeley right now. Okay, Um, I'm really enjoying the California weather. Okay, Um, yeah, my wife kind of wants you know the four seasons. You know, Ah. summer. Winter, spring, fall. Yeah, right? So, uh, but, you know, I mean, the more I say, I really like it. Sure. <laughs> Not Plus, summer you, and fall. You, right you here, can I
2: convince me. her that winter is overrated, I'm yeah,
7: sure. Yeah, so about. I mean, I told her, like, hey, we're going to stay here, and if you want winter, uh, that's why I booked a trip to Yosemite this December.
5: And <laughs> oh, In yeah. December, yeah. There, see, there you of, Perfect. Uh, You know,
2: yeah. uh, snow. <laughs> sure. First <laughs> right. of all, it's the only time you can get a reservation in Yosemite, right. <laughs> right. and then she gets to see California winter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the cost of living like in Seoul? Is it outrageous there, or similar to here?
7: Uh like you know food would be a lot cheaper. Okay. Um if you if you eat Korean food? Okay. Not like you know in pasta or you know non Korean food. Okay. I love uh, Korean
0: food. Pad yeah. Thai is my favorite Korean
2: food. <laughs> 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 this show will go down in history as one of our most stereotypical. I'm just uh, kidding, uh, of course.
7: Real estate is really expensive. Um really? You know, they have a different system where you have to pay, pay a big deposit. Okay. uh to live, to to rent anything. Um, to rent, like P- yeah, PSL or something. So I mean, like you know, what, your one like a bedroom studio, yeah. Like, you know, it will be seven hundred bucks a rent per okay. to rent, but you would have to pay ten thousand dollar deposit. <sighs> Really? So there's a thing called a big key money deposit. System.
2: I see. Yeah. Because uh, uh, you trash the does, place. How does, what, what? How does what anybody it? even do that? I guess yeah. once you do it, you just transfer it to your next place. Well,
7: I mean, usually when you when you get your first place, your your parents help you out. Okay. Uh, to pay the deposit. Got it. And there's a twenty. I mean, extreme spot where you pay a huge deposit over you know 100 to 500 thousand dollars, and wow. you don't pay rent.
2: Oh. Because
7: oh. the landlord makes interest on a big deposit
2: interesting but they take your rent you don't get your full deposit back
7: no you, you get it fully back but it's, that's uh, brilliant actually the, the i deposit like this. Is, huh you know big enough to make that enough you know, interest you know, right
2: so yeah. they make their monthly rent uh, probably and then some right and then if you don't fuck the place up you get that five hundred thousand back right
7: so your rent is uh that's normally, the worst thing i've ever heard uh you're if you don't have any deposit that's about Twelve percent APR equivalent to the deposit
3: that you would. Oh,
2: you know, right. wow. put in. I see. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah.
3: What, what's your typical bank loan in uh, South Korea?
7: <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's
3: well, it, will, it will vary. But is I mean, the landlord going to make more money than you would taking out that loan, or how's that? Work? The,
7: yeah, yeah the interest, I mean, the interest? yes. If you operate a business, then you know you always you know look at you know some making something over twelve percent, right? Yeah. So I mean, if you if you're on the safe side. And you're you're, you're you want to invest, and you know you do a CD or you know some bonds, and you know or a savings account. But
2: twelve percent probably, is a
0: big return. That's, that's right, huge. I'm kind of huge. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I'm reading online that's that uh, Seoul is ranked as the fourth largest metropolitan economy in the world. Okay, and it's larger mm. than London or Paris.
2: Wow, mm. Mm. that's crazy. Well, there's twelve and, million people. And mm. what happens when you get outside of Seoul? What, what do you, do you cruise the countryside Is there poverty is it are there fancy little towns like Napa? what happens outside of seoul
7: um uh, you know there's a city called Busan that will be the second major city okay
2: and it will be the southern you
7: know, most part and is in a port as well uh-huh. uh you know there there are some countryside but you know generally in a sense the country has been developing quite fast okay um yeah, the Korea has been changing really fast. Okay, past you know fifty years after the war. Got it. Okay, it used to be like the most poor country to you know, like yeah. you said, you know, fourth advanced uh, right economy.
2: Like but in the, north. The, in the last, yeah, like the north. Just, look the north. 50, <laughs> yeah. just ask them. Wow, oh, that's fascinating.
0: Yes, I mean, just looking at this look, the Seoul Korea Wikipedia page, because what do I know about anything?
2: (laughs) This is where we go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it has, oh, shit, it has five Uniseco or whatever um, World Heritage Sites. Oh, yeah. That's how, I mean, it it was established around, what did they say, 4,000 B.C.? Oh, I see. Wow. Just... Crazy, crazy right. amount of history in that area. Hmm. Plus, cool the
2: show to. Mash took place there. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's a unisex yeah, television program.
0: Yes, I think it's pronounced prosecco, but that that's, one, you know, whatever.
2: Um, hey, before we get to our Twitter game results, go to craftbrewcreative.com if you need help uh, with your with your marketing. Craft Brew Creative will assure that your branding reflects that outstanding craft. Uh, they take the time to understand your vision through a straightforward and results-driven process. They can help you with logo design, branding strategy, websites, labels, tap handles, you name it. And uh, because Craft Brew Creative has such a great relationship with us here at the Brewing Network, they're going to give you 15 15- Percent off your first design and branding project, uh, which is good for up to three hundred bucks in savings. So go to craftbrewcreative.com for details and mention the Brewing Network for your savings. Craftbrewcreative.com, elevate your craft brand. All right, what was our Twitter game today, JP?
0: Uh, our Twitter game was what style of beer should we eliminate? Because they're ah. all kind of just getting samey, samey. In
2: right. My opinion. Okay. Uh, here, let me get to what that did we end up with? Tab Here,
4: boy, I can't
2: yeah, wait boy. to find out. <laughs>
4: well, I, I can. I'm I can, riveted. Uh, I can tell. That pay attention, you're going to have to vote here in a while. So. That's right. right. Pay attention. Yeah,
2: we're going to vote on a winner. That's true.
4: <clears throat> uh, Tn
0: Brewing says, uh, "Let's retire Oatmeal Stout." So JP, can get, <laughs> so JP can get what he really wants: retirement for home brewing.
2: Oh, okay. I not told bad.
0: him I brewed three months ago. I don't know what he's talking about.
2: Three months ago. Uh,
0: Steve, I don't <laughs> Steve says uh, anything barrel aged. Let's save the barrels to make more spirits.
3: No, mm, oh. I can get behind that. Kind of agree with that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, Peter Anderson says IPA. It's a designation that has no bearing on what you are about to drink.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. i pretty sure what this is. Which, yeah. I don't think Good there's
0: luck. ever been much more of an accurate tweet in, it's got in all pretty conf- much the history of a tweet. Yeah. Right? A
4: confusing. No. little yes.
0: uh, Lloyd McLever says, light American lager. Seriously, they are all light. When, when they are not light, they are called dark lager. Lager and dark lager, or rename lager to medium lager and allow some color and more alcohol, and don't be so picky about it. Somebody get me Tylenol.
2: Okay. (laughs) Mm. very long. Long tweet. Accurate-ish.
0: Yeah. Uh, Scott Pieria says, uh, my vote is for Hefeweiten. I prefer my bananas in an ice cream sundae or a hammock. Am I right, boys? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And then last, uh, Mm. certainly not least, Beer Crafter. <clears throat> says uh Dortmunder. I have my doubts that the style actually even exists. <laughs> <laughs> nobody makes it, nobody brews it. Right. Yeah, they're all different. No,
2: that's it. Yeah, when they do it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's true. Okay. Um I'm going to eliminate the Dortmunder answer.
0: Okay, is it too accurate?
2: No, it's too wonderful of a style to get rid of. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, you're I'd in. miss oh. it.
0: Well, but it's this weird post-sub-ironic kind of... I like the, the ironic...
2: The I hear you, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. just because yeah. it holds... It's near and dear to my heart. I, think, I don't know why. Okay. I think someone in America will figure it out. Mm. <laughs> um... Well, Beardy said he can get behind it, but I would eliminate anything barrel-age. Come on, we're going to eliminate the anything barrel-age style? Oh, that's, that's so much creativity uh, and fun. And, and yeah. yeah, how would Three Floyds make their money? Uh, there were better tweets. But or how would we enjoy the rare barrel? Exactly. Good. Which we all clearly love so uh, very
0: fine.
3: much here so on the Brewing Network. So, so I'm
2: going to have to get rid
0: of they that. They do have their own radio show here.
2: Uh, yeah. That they do? People listen to that show?
4: So that leaves... I think employees do. Oh, it leaves the winner. Banana <laughs> Hammock. Come on.
2: Yeah, that does leave three for us to vote on. Oatmeal stout so JP can retire. Not too accurate. JP still likes to homebrew. Let's get rid of that one.
3: Although I would kind of like if JP's favorite style was the one. That was not allowed to be made again.
0: I, I kind of would like that, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just <laughs> because it would be like some sort of justification yeah. for the, I don't know. You could complain you know, about it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Or you
2: would implode with hatred. <laughs> just with like the circle would become so complete that you would implode.
0: <laughs> I would finally just never, I would never drink beer except for celebration. Whenever celebration comes out from, when does it release? June now? No. no, uh, no. September?
2: <laughs> yeah. I, that's all I would drink. Right. Um... Well, okay, so that leaves us to vote on IPA yeah, be vote. Uh, because uh, it's it has a no bearing on
4: what you are right. about to Means drink. No when what you're get
0: when you're I think it's it hyper-accurate.
2: Yes. Light American lager. It's especially with the hazy bullshit. Let's go ahead and get rid of that. No one's going to vote for that one. No, no, no. no. I-
0: I'm, I'm thinking it's the IPA. So IPA and half
2: because bananas definitely. involve yes. on a Sunday or in a hammock. You're correct. We have that right? Yes. Um, okay. And actually
0: uh, they're underneath a Sunday dummy. Okay. Ooh, good point. <laughs>
2: Can I ban Scott. the style that is
3: JP's
5: humor. But if you, you get enough, the I'm right, hand, point if you get the that. right
2: hammock, it lifts up. <laughs> even care. One's One. above, one's under. <laughs> Depending on the hammock. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to vote for IPA or uh, to, to to get rid of that style or get rid of the Hef style. Yes. Uh, raise your hand if it's IPA. Hells IPA to, to the yeah, that's two. And Ugh. raise your hand if it's Hef. Ugh. Uh Oh, yeah. come, uh, come on. on. Yeah. Yeah. didn't even vote, and still there the was nater. a winner. Because um, I
3: like both of them. I would have gotten rid of oh, uh, so JP's boring. oatmeal
2: stout. Right. Wow. <laughs> I haven't even seen a hefeweizen on tap, and yeah, there's I, no reason to kill that style. Can't remember. <laughs> Killed
1: itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you bullet for something That's, else. That style, yeah.
2: that style committed suicide. Honestly,
0: Whitbeer is the popular version of hefeweizen, and it's kind of and the better one. Yeah, it, well, and it's it's kind of seeing a resurgence. If you think about it, when was the last time? I think back five years when you saw a half on tap. Now yeah. it's kind of just all over the place, which I really appreciate. I think that's
2: great. You mean the wit? Is Wait, yeah, which you talking about? I'm sorry. About. Yes, wit, <laughs> okay. Beer. Okay. wit like, beers. Yeah.
0: Kind of were just. It was Blue Moon, and then yeah. it was like, oh, wit beer, really? But now, maybe the last two years, there's kind of this
2: A little thing. resurgence, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which I I like. Yeah, I wouldn't call it all over the place, but I I see the, mild, the, <laughs> the yes. I see the mild resurgence. Only yeah. at your better beer bars. There you go. There's one here at the Hop Grenade. On oh. tap at the Hop Grenade right now. Let me rephrase that. And probably for the next couple days, unless we drink it all up tonight. So It's really good. Uh, very you drinkable, come check it out. It's very good, um, yo. Uh... Adam and Eve. Go to adamandeve.com right now and use coupon code BNARMY. You get 50% off almost any one item when you use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. And then you're also going to get the free Big O kit, which has some things in it for you and for her, and 50% off just any one item. And uh, free shipping. Use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y at adamandeve.com. I recommend you start using these codes now because uh, I have it on good authority that they may not be around much longer. Go to adamandeve.com Use coupon code B-N-A-R-M-Y. Uh, and that, I think, is it for me, folks. Uh, I want to thank, once again, uh, the Booth Brewing Company. Young, thanks so much for being in here. Thank you for inviting us. And, uh, yeah, that was really
0: cool, man. And, Are you going to put the hat on? We got, a, we got the, oh, the mascot right. helmet, Justin.
2: I, no. Come on, Justin. No, we no. can plate
0: it out for you. <laughs> I know, sure yeah,
3: you yeah, do everybody's it. doing it. No.
2: <laughs> yeah, not, Warren and I wore it. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna admit right now, I've been doing really great on my germophobia yeah? f- for the last couple <laughs> years. Like nice. it's mm-hmm. it hasn't really I took one look at that and you said that and I, I felt like five years ago. Like instantly you really, I was like you regressed.
0: Whoa, whoa. <laughs> well it kind of looks like a germ no, I think uh, with the little three uh, things. If you go on the the, the, uh, the, the website um, it'll, you know, it, it's the. Our website. Logo. No, oh. no, no, no. The uh, Booth Brewing. Okay. Go to the boothbrewing.com. And, and those it's of you listeners, uh, what we're
2: talking about is that the, the, an artist made your mascot for you um, that is in the form of a helmet. Here, can you bring it over here? I'll yeah. at least hold it in it's front of you. It's on the camera right now. Oh, never uh, mind. Put yeah. it right back where you are. Okay. Tasty has
0: to put it on. <laughs> you can go to the live
2: stream and check it out. Uh, those of you listening, it's it's just a. It's actually is beautiful. It's, it's a good oh, artist yeah. who did it for you. Yeah. Um, need a touch-up cool. paint here and there. Yeah. Well, it's probably gotten abused yeah. once or twice, Is that sure. the first
4: version, or is
7: that a <laughs> I was gentle. Our, our first version, is about a year and a half now.
2: Okay. And then uh, he's been
7: uh, sort of damaged uh, ah. since, you know, we've been traveling a lot. Sure. Hep, damage. uh, travel you, damages us all. Do, do you wear,
2: wear it at beer festivals, yeah? yeah sometimes, yeah.
7: Mm. Me or, you know, our staff, uh, sometimes we try to make Take a viral cares. video of it. Nice. And then, you know, we wear it. But uh, we, be, um, next month, we'll come out with a second version of it.
2: Nice. nice. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, with that, I invite you once again to Spring Brews Festival because I want to see you uh, walking around with that thing.
3: Yeah, I like your demeanor. Then. Well, you try on the new one,
2: Justin? That hasn't been worn. If you bring me a freshie, I'll try it on. Oh. Absolutely.
3: All
7: right, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> what if we just, I'm just gonna keep it fresh. There until you, go. Yeah. you you'll be the first
0: one, person to wear it.
2: Just I'll help <laughs> you with your viral video if you do that. How
0: <laughs> about we just we go to the yeah, kitchen? Do it at a beer fest. Get be some great. saran wrap. Wrap your head in Saran wrap, yeah, and then put the thing over. Yeah. But we'll do it really quickly so you don't suffocate. So we'll don't do it like, yeah, like within like ten seconds. You're oh, not going to like leave me alone your in the room. No, 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 it no. It does no buckle, way. so you have to buckle, and it's kind of hard to <laughs> yeah. get off. So it might right. take fifteen seconds to get off. But uh, you can hold your breath.
2: I've watched too many mob movies for this. <laughs> can't you happen. Too many snuff videos. <laughs> Maybe that too.
0: Girl puts helmet on and can't get it off.
2: Get your DVDs at adamandeve.com That's right. All right, Darn. folks, uh, go over to com and uh, thank them. Uh, check out their beer and uh, yes, do your thing. Stuff. Next week on the program, I won't be here. I'm headed to Colorado. Uh, and, in fact, uh, this Friday night. Yeah. Sean Sully O'Sullivan is joining me uh, for the 21st Amendment launch party in the state of Colorado at uh, oh, wow. at the Hop Grenade in Fort Collins. So you can come on out and hang out with me and Sully. We're going to be doing our, our little shtick thing and yeah. introducing uh, 21st Amendment beer to right, Colorado. Including the
4: Tasty IPA. Uh, inc- Check it out.
2: Including the Tasty IPA, that's yeah. right. Ben uh, Franklin approved. Uh, yes. Yeah, ben
4: Franklin's all about that
2: shit. Um, so we're doing that this Friday. That's the 7th. Uh, December seventh in yep. Fort Collins, so come join us there. And that means JP, you are in charge of the Hidden Mother Brewing show uh, next okay. week.
0: I can do it. Let's go. Can
2: you handle that for me? Sure. Uh, yeah, it was a last minute thing, but I'm excited to go do this launch with, with our old friend Sully in, no, no, in that's, Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, JP and the crew here will will be taking care of Hidden Mother Brewing. We got it. All right. Thank you all. And uh, JP, take us out of here, will you? All right. All right. Good night, everybody.
0: Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The Booth Brewing Company was here to represent South Korea by the way of Eureka. Thanks to Young and Dave for taking us through their beers and their history. You can find out more about them at theboothbrewing.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as J.P., Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith at Homebrew. McDole at Teason McD. Warren is stuck over at another beardy, but JP, of course, knows Twitter is dead, so he's on Instagram at Major Jip, and you can also find Bebo there at Beverly Moore One, I think, but eh, who cares really? Be sure to find the Brewery Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. JP's an Justin's nice guy and wind.